Old Men Play Fate, an actual play podcast set in the multiverse of Luther Arkwright. You are all summoned to a briefing on Zero Zero. Um, you, you read the mission briefing that was posted earlier. Uh, and she, uh, Rose Wilde tells you that this, this is a coffin hop. You will be transferring into the body of another person in that universe. So, oh, very nice. uh, you're led down, you pop into the coffins, pop, 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 uh, and the lid closes. And then you are transported across universes into the bodies of uh, some adventurers on their side of the their side of the universe. So do you want to tell us one thing that's interesting about the body you've hopped into? So it's three nipples. Okay. So uh, Earl's hopped into Scaramanga, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody else? I mean, you don't have to. It's just if you wanted to uh, have any particular... Just say the first madness that comes in your head, guys. It's how it works. No. You just you just need time to process your madness, don't you? That's what it is. Right. Right. Andy's character is unusually tall and ginger. No, 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 no. He's not. He's not. He's not. <laughs> he's, he's just he's just realised he was looking down and he's so pleased that he's still got his kilt on and then he looked a bit further up and he discovered he's got breasts and you know what that means it's not a kilt oh god oh god, oh god. <laughs> he's done that thing that thing yep yeah, uh, Brissy. Well, he's going to be useless this adventure. Mine's from Cornwall and hates cider. Oh my god. Oh no. Well, this is going to be such a problem. Uh, Dave, is there something unusual about the one you've jumped into? Yeah, one of those modern things. One of those what, sorry? Right, so, sorry Dave, you, you, you're cutting out there. You arrive uh, just on the outskirts of town. It's a, a typical Cornish fishing village in about the 1800s. Uh, it's coming into evening. There's a big thunderstorm and uh, flashes of lightning split the sky. There's quite a downpour going on. Um, and you're basically uh, a trudging, trudging down the hill towards the village. Um, you're wearing sort of 1800s adventurer type gear, like uh, uh, like what they were, they were wearing, sharp or something like that. Uh, Brace is carrying a Baker rifle, and the rest of you are carrying um, uh, pistols, and you have uh, swords. Uh, Brace, you also, in addition to the rifle, have a sword. Um, basically, you've been told to head down to the village and speak to the contact. They get a, a, a generalised location of when there's a problem, but they don't actually get um, 
a specific location, so generally you've got a port your nose about. It, it's one of those tiny little villages, so there's kind of like a main street with some streets off of it, uh, and in the distance it's pretty obvious which is the pub, because it's the biggest, the biggest building in the whole town, basically. Do we know where our local connect will be, or...? Yes, he's, he, he owns the pub. That was in the briefing. Oh, yeah, I can't remember. Okay, cool. Well, we'll head on down to the pub, then. Right, you, you splash through the uh, the pouring rain, uh, trudging through the mud, uh, down the main street, and you come to the Bucket of Blood pub. Uh, the sign, it's, it's white-painted. Uh, the sign uh, depicts a woman... Uh, pouring a bucket of blood down a village well. Uh, the lights are on, you push the door open, you step inside, you're already drenched through by the time you've gotten there. Uh, a lot of the the locals seem to be sitting around the, the various tables. Uh, they all stop and look at you as you walk in the door, you come in, you stamp the, stamp the mud off your boots. And uh, uh, the barman Standing behind with one of those big, chunky sweaters with a rolled-up neck on, uh, with a bit, a bit of a white beard and unkempt white hair, uh, he's standing, fingers, please? polishing the the bar. Sorry, what was that? We walked into Captain Bird's Ice Pub. Pretty much. Are there any spare tables we can go sit down at? Yeah, everybody looks at you as you walk over to the bar. And then slowly the, the conversation starts starts up again. Um, you walk up the bar and there's just a barman there. Uh, there's a guy sitting with a pint, but he's sitting at the far end. There's always one guy at the far end of the bar sitting against the wall. He says, Good evening, barkeep. Pint for, the, pint for each of us and a small glass of sherry for the lady. He says... Um, oh, oh, you picked a fine night to come in. <clears throat> uh, he starts pouring you. Pipes. It is cutting rains and dogs. That it is. How can I help you? Um, Yon's cousin, Jack Blythe, round. Ah, he says, Sorry, that, that's me. Um... I hear dogs barking can't fly without umbrellas. He says, aye, aye, I hear that. Yeah, it finishes pouring your pints. Yeah, it leans conspiratorially in. He says, uh, I've, uh, I've had a letter off, off a rose uh, to expect this coming in. Um... He says, uh, he says, the thing is, around here, there will only be uh, uh, one place that uh, it could be, to be honest. And he goes, uh, that's the old haunted house up the coast. That's right, gentlemen, we're playing Scooby-Doo Fit. Scooby-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo
Let's go move to this box next. Uh, bar snacks, that's what be that? Be that like food, what you serve at the bar? Yeah, uh, like, like a pasty or something like that. Oh, they'll do pasties. Says I, I my Mrs. G does the pasties, like. Oh, I'll have a pasty. Oh, guys, this is a really good idea. We could roam the universe at different uh, time periods eating really important food. Cornwall for a Cornish pasty. Right, so Vianetta he shouts ice out. Cream cake. He shouts out. Hi, uh, hi there. Uh, get you some of them pasties out the pantry and uh, warm them up and bring them out here. Four for my friends. Uh, and then he leans back over the bank and he goes, uh, "Why, why my last be getting that ready for you?" Um, he says, "What you need to do is you need to be uh, speaking to old Fred Tingley over there." So he, he nods his head in a direction. He goes, uh, he's a he's a games keeper of sorts. You mean a poacher? Aye, aye, but we don't say that around here. Um, right. He says, he, he's, the only, collector. he's the only one who's been up the old haunted house in the last 20 years. He comes in here, he tells wild tales and stories of, of what he's seen. Uh, usually if you people buy him a drink then he'll happily bend their ear buy me uh, i would like a large tankard of your whatever he drinks certainly sir he pauses without because there you go i'll drop an exorbitant amount of our coinage on the table for him just like sort of bagel yeah yeah you, you because you're you're actually inhabiting um local bodies you've got like a lot of coinage on you I'm, I think we should go and sit with Mr. Tingle while we wait for our pasties. Can you put an extra pasty in for Mr. Tingle? Certainly, he sheds. Oi, Mildred, put another of the pasties in out the, out the thing. Put them in the oven. Get one out of the freezer. <laughs> no, we have, we have a pantry. I don't know what you mean about them freezers. Oh, it's, uh, it's northern for, for pantry. Uh, Urkel? You couldn't flirt with him, could you? <laughs> I am genuinely crying at this point. You might be crying, I'm sobbing. <laughs> uh, what would that come under? Hilarious. Um, uh, that, was, Andy, that, was the wrong, that was the wrong choice of words. I realise that now. If it's Andy, it'll be probably forceful. <laughs> um, I, I, I was thinking because it's his first time in a lady's body, it would probably be carefully. Yeah, yeah very Bloody gentle. carefully. Bloody carefully. <laughs> right, right, so... How hot is he? So, no, Mr. Fred Tingley is an old-fashioned grubby poacher. He's got a long grotty coat on. Um, a long grotty coat. Uh, a straggly beard, straggly hair. Um... You know the type who like he'll come into a pub and then he'll pay by pulling out a pheasant and dumping it on the bar like freshly strangled. Yeah, have yeah. some rabbits. Yeah, how many rabbits is a pint of beer? He looks it, when you're looking him up and down. Uh, he looks like he's he's nursing his drink in the corner because he, he he obviously hasn't got much money on him. I will go over with the gang. Right, so you all go over as a gang. 
Yeah, we go over as a gang. Says, uh... I'll take the mug and put it down in front of him. Mr. Tingle, the barman, Mr. Blythe, says we should speak to you. He looks at me and goes, Aye, it's, uh, it's a vile night to be out there in the rain, isn't it? It is a vile night. So, about this haunted house, by the way, there's a pasty coming. Oh, he says, like a, he says I do love my pasties. Oh, God, I. Oh, can I go wrong with a pasty, can you? But you know what? Bit of rabbit in a pasty. Albert, that's very good. Bit uh, of pigeon as well. He says, mm. I'm not sure I would know anything about that. Oh, don't worry about that. We're not king's men. We're, we're here collecting tales of the unexpected. He says, <laughs> he says well, if I, if I had a, a whistle whether I could spin you such a tale as a curl your toes. Curl away, my man. Curl away. And I'll take out some coinage and say, and let me buy you a few drinks for the future and just put it on the table in front of him. He can have mine, because it's cider. He says... Oh, I've already bought him a drink. He's got two drinks. He's now got he's two pints. He, he lifts one up and he, he takes a good long slug of one, gets gets it half uh, finished. Uh, and he says... Ah, that's better. He says, that house, the house has stood on the coast for two decades or more. It's been empty. He says, there'll be strange lights and strange sounds. And he says, I mean, times were hard. Times were hard last year. I went over uh, and there was there were some rabbits out in the back garden. I thought, uh, it'll be safe. Safe if I don't go too close. So I went round the back um, and there's there's a little side shed in a back door um, and he says and I, there, there was nothing there I could hear no sound I could hear I could see no beasts so he says I thought ah it's just old tales uh, the it's just old tales and curiosity got the better of me I thought I wonder if there's anything left in the house that could uh, I could get for it to salvage for a, a few pints of bitter. Um and I went you know, I went in the kitchen, the the place is is downtrodden and it looks like part of the roof's collapsed. It's it's all wet. Uh, uh, then I went through the back and I seen the st staircase going down. I says, and he is the most horrible sound, the most horrible sound. It turned me air white, it did. He says horribly up from down the stairs, there's just a wave of rats. He says, and uh, behind them, their master, it was a vampire. A vampire. And then he takes another drink of his thing. He shudders visibly. He says, and I fled. I fled out that house. He says, uh, and as I ran back through the garden, he said, I was almost trapped, almost eaten alive by some WRUSs. And then another patron sitting nearby goes, WRUSs, weasels of unusual size. I don't think they exist. <laughs> he said, they nearly oh. had me leg off. They were as big as ponies they were. And he says, and I flew and I've never been back since. 
How did you know it was a vampire? He says, I <clears throat> saw his shadow cast upon the wall. And? Well, it's well known that vampires control packs of rats. What else would cast a shadow in a creepy old house? He has a very good point. Obviously a learned gentleman. Give the man another pint. He says, thank you, son. He says, uh, but the, the reason that everybody wants to be in there, he says, it used to be an alchemist's house. And the rumours be that he's got a philosopher's stone in there. He's turning everything to gold. Just so many riches waiting to be had. Well, I can see this going nowhere but badly, but we're on the trail now. So I think, um, is there anything you could recommend that we would need uh, in going to this place? He says, aye. He says, take bags of salt and holy water and take some crucifixes. He says, and there, uh, if you when you see the vampire, you have to cut his head off and put a rose in his mouth and bury it separate from the body. Okay, so we need a rose, some sticks, uh, some silver, an iron nail, crucifixes, holy water, garlic, thyme, garlic, garlic, butter. yeah. Mm. I'm not going to cook them. Well, I, 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 asked, I, I asked the old guy, is there a church nearby? Aye, there's the chapel just up the road. Well, I'll have a trudge to the chapel to get some holy water. If you knock up what we need here. Well, we can do that in the morning. There's some point in going out in the rain now. Ah, yes, but they'll never expect us to attack in the night. Keep your powder dry, young man. Oh, actually, that's a very good point. Right, so uh, you're going to go to go to the church and get some holy water and steaks and nick some roses out of it. Uh, I think we'll probably, probably do that in the morning. I don't want to be trudging around in this rain. He says the old house, it's four mile up the coast. You just follow the coast road up, you can't miss it. In keep could we yeah. have um some do you have some rooms we could use? <clears throat> Jess says uh Hi, son. I no bother at all. I'll uh, I'll get you booked in. And he pulls a uh, pulls out a uh, a ledger, and he says, uh, "I know. I understand. If you can't write, just just mark your X in the place there, mate. And I'll uh, I'll put you four rooms." Right. I'll sign my name with a flourish. He's like, "Oh, a learned fella. Oh, we don't get many of them down here." Man, too. 
Is there a, um, a garrison or armory or sheriff's office around here? Constables no, he says no. We don't. We don't hold none of that around here. He says we just we just a little fishing village. Where would one get some more gunpowder? Uh, there's nowhere around here. He'll sell it. You 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 do seem to have a, a plentiful amount um, because you carry your black powder weapons. You've got your your waterproof powder pouch with your ramrods and yeah. <coughs> Things like that. Says, uh, "No, sorry, mate. You you got to be travelling, travelling miles and miles to find anything like that. Take you days and days and days." Oh well. Is there any that means we won't have to worry about the revenue turning up at any inopportune yeah. moments. Is there any uh, shops that you know sell provisions, or we're we going after much around try and get some? She says, "Hey, uh, uh, old Maggie there. She runs a general store. She's got just about everything you want. She does robes. She got uh, she got bags. She got food. She got candles. But she don't got pasties as good as yours, though. Yeah, the the, the tree of hot pasties turns up." Uh, they're, they're extremely delicious. Mm. Proper Cornish pasties, or as they call them, pasties. Oh, thank no, no. God for that. I was clamming. Oh. So you book into the rooms, uh, unless there's anything else you want to do, or do you want to question anybody else? No, we're all good. We have a plan. Yeah, you have a, a, a pleasant night's sleep, although the crashing of thunder and the, the lightning strikes that shines brightly through the window occasionally wakes you up. But you get up in the morning, um, the rain's just about stopped. It's with that horrible light drizzle that barely feels like it's raining, but just slowly soaks in here, and the sky's overcast. Right, get out an early start. I'll head to the chapel. Right, yeah, you head to the chapel. It's just a, a small country chapel. There's basically... I'll uh, take a couple of empty, um, you know, cider bottles with a flip cap. Yes. Um, the, uh, the, the vicar or the pastor doesn't seem to be there yet, so you, you, just, you just walk in and have a dip. I'll, out the I'll fill up. And uh, I'll drop some money in the collection. Well, that's awfully nice of you. Uh, right, so Earl goes and gets the holy water. Uh, is uh, anybody else? Are you going? Are you going to the store? Or are you just waiting yes. for him? Yeah, we'll we'll go to the store. We'll get we'll get provisions for a couple of days worth, just in case. Um, you know, rope, steaks, candles. Usual crap. The Acme Adventurers pack sort of thing. Right. Yeah. You get you get a set of gen generic uh, equipment, uh, sticks and hammers and uh, bags of flour and whatever, whatever. Think. Uh, and then basically you're, you're ready to set out unless there's anything salt. else you want. We need more salt. Salt. And I'll uh, get a couple of couple of sticks. You know what I mean, Mitch. 
I do. A couple of steaks and some salt. What about lanterns as well? And lantern oh, oil? Oh, yeah, lanterns and lantern oil. Good lanterns and lantern oil, yeah. Uh, you, you, you throw some money onto the counter. You've got your characters uh, that you've jumped into soon have plenty of money. Not for long. Not for long. Um, uh, she thanks you uh, for your purchase and you, you, you head out into the overcast and drizzly night. <coughs> uh, right, uh, you, you hike up the coast road. The road to the house winds through rocky coastal terrain offering a view of the sea below. Low clouds press upon you, occasional patches of sunlight appear over the water and a stiff wind blows in off the waves carrying the briny stink of churning seawater. Um, seaburn? Yeah. Well, it's um, in commerce with seaburn. Uh, you hike up the road and the... Uh, the house sits on a, a, a rocky outcropping right look, right next to the sea, um, uh, surrounded by a wall. Uh, the decrepit house sits on the highest ground in the area around it. A stone wall has crumbled in many places, exposing the interior grounds. An ornate metal gate lies open at the end of the road, swaying slightly in the wind. Wild flora grows throughout the inner yard, but all the years cannot hide the evidence of a well-tended garden that once sat here. Near the house... The rotted wooden roof of a well, water well rises out of the tall grass. So you basically got a big wall uh, with a courtyard. Uh, there's the front door and off to the right-hand side inside the wall is a well. A well? A well, aye. Well, well. Go over oh, to the well. Does it smell always. like someone's been pouring blood down it? Right. Uh, do we have a map for this supposedly or you do we've got a map of the house um, but unfortunately <coughs> I don't have a full map of the outside because the stories of the house are all together on one map so uh, if, okay, I, no if I do a I might be able to show you a little bit no I was just wondering if you had a problem like last time I'm sorry Right, so control and click. Are you zooming in on that map? It's only a tiny sliver at the moment. Yep. Yeah. Under the big map that we've got, the play map. Yes, I can't seem to do a ping at the moment. Again, that's something that I need to iron wait out. But wait a minute. I think I may, yes. I don't know why I can't do a ping. Um, so there's windows, there's a front door, all the... the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the gentleman said that he'd gone round the back. Right, yeah, you go in and Earl heads over the well. Right, it's a... Uh, it, a decrepit well, um, and uh, you lean forward to see if there's anything had been poured into the well. Um, there's a sudden hiss, and uh, 
a snake strikes out from between the uh, the stones of the well, Earl, and uh, attempts to bite you. Oh, I better not be there when so, it does. So can you do a quickness roll, please? I can. I just rolled the bones. Do I actually need to You need, you need to add your quickness on too, yes, if you... I'm being a bit weird today. <clears throat> quickness is two, so that's three. So I, I get a one. Right, so the snake strikes out of your hand. Um, it's got quite quite a big, fat head. Um, it looks like uh, maybe some kind of adder. It strikes out of your hand. You manage to just whip your hand out of the way. I shall draw my sword and take a step back. Yeah, you all see Earl uh, 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 jump backwards. Uh, there's a, a hissing noise and this snake strikes out but misses him. Uh, quickness, so uh, Dave and Earl are joined at two. I shall, at maximum distance, chop it a bit. Like lean into it. <laughs> right. Come on then. He's uh, like, ah, oh, it's oh, another. Right. I will quickly dispatch it. Right. Go ahead then. Uh, you get a two. I forgot to press the quickness again, so it's a four. <clears throat> um, right. I also get a four uh, because it's, it's striking. Quickly, um, uh, so you do strike it, uh, and you, you easily uh, chop its head off. It's just like an, another sized creature, um, and the, the corpse falls to the ground. Um, but unfortunately, you're all looking at Earl, uh, Andy. Um, uh -huh. Can you please roll a quickness roll? I can teach. You get a zero, I get <coughs> I get a, a two plus one. Right. You fail. Um I'm not that sort of girl. You're not. Uh right. You feel a sharp pain in your leg. Um, you take uh, two two hits, which you can put into um, you can put into stress. You can put you can fill your two point stress. Um, there's a, a a big hairy body. Uh, you look down, you let out a short grasp. Um, there's a big hairy body has grabbed you in its jaws, uh, and it's dragging you backwards. There's also a second one, which is has grabbed hold of you, but it's grabbed hold of uh, your, your belt that you're wearing. Um, and they, they start dragging you backwards away from the party uh, towards some bushes. What sort of big airy body? Uh, it's a giant. Uh, hold on, actually, I can fill this bit in. It's not much Weasel? of a hell. It's not much of a hell. Um, yes, it's a, a giant weasel. It's it's about four feet long. Uh, well, there's two of them. Right. Uh, it is a weasel of unusual size. It is indeed a weasel of unusual size. Um, 
Oh, these will be Weasley distinguishable, are they? Ah! Can it be a stort? Because they're slightly right. different. <laughs> as you, as you know about the second... I approve of this method. Aha, right. Okay, we've got that bit working. As you can see, there's the well, yeah. Andy. Uh, right. You are being dragged away. Uh, one of them's bitten your leg, which is bleeding. Another one's grabbed your claws and it's, it's dragging you off towards the bushes. To, uh, right. In the bushes, you can see two more beady sets of eyes. Right. Can I can I just check this one that bit me leg? Is it is it like did it just bite me or is it like biting me and dragging? It's biting. It's dragging. This pair of them are dragging you to, dragging you towards the bushes where you can see two more sets of beady eyes in these bushes. Right. Uh, well, you were standing at the back. Unfortunately, yeah. um, <clears throat> but you you do obviously go, ah, yeah, you bugger, or whatever. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, 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 I may scream something like lads weasels uh, whilst attempting to drug my pistol out, because if, if this thing's biting me leg, its head's going to be very, very close. So I'm hoping that I can just lower me pistol and point blank and shoot it through the top of the head. I'm hoping you can actually say that now. Yes, yes, I can. I can. Weasels of unusual size. Right. So it goes, and it drags your blood, like soaking your stocking or yeah, whatever you have. Yeah, wearing. stocking. Yes. Um, and you've, like I said, you've taken too, too stress. Right. Andy draws his pistol and you shoot at the yep. WOUSs. Yep. Uh, do I get any bonuses or anything for it being virtually point-blank range? I mean, I don't think you miss a weasel's head at that range. Um, you can roll to create an advantage uh, with a difficulty of zero. Right. So roll, roll your 4 d dice. Hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. So that's just a roll the bones will do. Yeah, uh, yeah. And okay. add your uh, uh, quickness, I would think. Right. Oh well, that makes it. Yes. Hang on. So, so you um, get. Um, yep. That you, makes it a three in total. Yeah. So you gain the advantage of point blank. So you fire and you get a plus two to your combat roll. Right. Now that being the case, if I'm now rolling me combat roll, what what will I roll that all? That will generally be forceful. Um, Forceful right. because it's uh, you're shooting with a sword, with a gun, shooting with a sword. That'll be a good sword. Yeah. Oh well, there we go. Wow. Okay. Um, so you've got a plus two though, so that's a one shift. So the one that you're fighting that's dragging you, um, dragging you by the leg. Yeah. You, you yeah. raise your flintlock. Uh, you put a bullet clean between its eyes. Uh, uh, and, and it I'm, squeals I'm, and, and falls to the floor. And I'm rather hoping the, the noise of a flintlock going off might make the other one jump and leave go with a bit of luck. Um, possibly. Right, oh. uh, gentlemen, uh, Earl has beheaded the asp, but then you, you hear a, a kerfuffle behind you, and there is the, a shot as Andy flies his flintlock. Uh, so we have Earl is acted, Andy's acted. We've got Davy, then Brissy. Unless you've you've changed your quicknesses. 
Yeah, I've changed my quickness. Um, you were allowed to add plus one to approaches, weren't you? Yes. So it was. Did you put your yours into quickness? <clears throat> yeah. Right. Got okay. Right. I've just marked that on my little card. Okay. So Dave, you go first. Um. I will use my gunslinger. I get a plus two to hit when I am using quick shooting. Alright, okay. Right. Dave whips out his flintlock, spins it around his finger, shoots at the weasel of unusual size. Oh, well, that's a four total. No. Oh, easily. Right, uh right. I knew there's a uh there's a musket ball whistles between your leg uh, and and gently inserts itself between the weasel's ears. Goes in one ear, comes out the other, and it, it, it drops dead. Look at your hard as it hit down there, Randy. Fucking <laughs> hell, that was a bit close. No, 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 you've lost a bit of girth. You'll be fine. <laughs> Got a shot of sparring. <laughs> right. Um, Brissy, it's, it's your next with one quickness, I believe. Yep, yeah, right. I will spin round with my baker and I will draw bane on any targets that I see. If I see uh, both of these two are down, I'll obviously, you know, check the, you know, just observe and see if there's anything else to shoot at. So at the minute, I don't know there's two extra targets. Right, make it a clever roll. No, right. true. You, you have not seen uh, any extra targets, uh, but you are ready with your, your hold your rifle up. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, a, a, a second snake um, of a slightly different colour and slightly larger uh, puts its head out between the rocks uh, of the well. Uh, and that one tries to bite you as well. It looks, oh. it looks like it could be a mated pair. So, um, what would you like to do? Uh, it's it's going to quickly try and strike at you. I'll watch where it's going to strike and cleverly dash to one side, leaving an opening so I can quickly dispatch. <laughs> right, roll quickness, because you're dodging out of the way. Oh, minus one. Again... Again, it strikes at you, but you're just too darn quick. You, you dodge to the side, um, and then you can take a, a <coughs> swing at it. Right. Ah, oh, the dice, the dice. Right, so, uh, again, you step to the side, you bring your... You saber up and you, you chop its head clean off and it, it falls dead to the ground next to you. It's good eating in there, matters. Delish. Yeah, right, so that goes to it. Right, you uh, you just start to... Um, you start to pull yourself together, Andy. Um, but this, uh, the, the noise and the... Um, the violence in, in which the WOUSs have been dispatched. Uh, you hear a rustling in the bushes and it seems like the other two uh, are running off. 
Oh, that's a relief. I, I'm, I'm limping across towards the well, going, look at the state of this stocking. It's bloody ruined. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to help me dress up and take this stocking off and use it as an impromptu bandage. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, in full view of everybody. Something we haven't seen before. <laughs> Well, actually, that is, he's never had one of those before. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's not had them before, ever. Well, and his first aid, I will keep an overwatch, just in case anything else tries to attack us. <coughs> well, it's a lively garden. And remember to reload, Andy. Yeah, uh, yes, yes, when once I've bound my leg up, I shall reload. Can't get away with this one-shot business. <laughs> I know, it's just Chris. I nearly said bollocks, Brad and Gurney. <laughs> That's true. Uh, okay, Andy spends a few minutes reloading and uh, binds the wounds. He's got a nasty deep, a nasty deep bite mark in it. So it's something to say, Andy. I'll first aid you. Show us your cash. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <clears throat> it's not the sort of injection he was expecting. <laughs> <sighs> right, I am just trying to move the character to just, out. Just wait till this is all finished and this poor bloody woman wakes up. She's like, I've got get massive teeth marks in this. And Tell you what, you'll never dare show a face in that pub again, I bet. Yay, right, okay, we've actually got some carrier tokens. Hurrah! Uh, you, you'll need to zoom your map right in because of the shortage of uh, screen estate. Uh, rather than jumping us about different screens, I've just put the maps on here. Mm. So, you're standing over by the well. Um, you can probably, you can see down the sides of the house. Yeah. I take it, Annie, let us know there was more weasels. Mm. In the bushes, they ran away when I fired. Yeah, they seem to get quite a shock. Um, I've got a bloody shock, never mind about them. <coughs> Weasels of unusual size? I don't think they exist. Once I read those giant weasels, I thought, I have to do the W-O-U-S joke. Right, gentlemen. So, um, it, it's all quiet, uh, other than the drip, drip of blood uh, from the decapitated snakes from the well. Um, the the WOUSs which have got black powder weapons embedded in them, the corpses twitch just a little, but they're, they're definitely dead. Do you think they're not yeah. yet? You know, if I skinned one of them weasels, that would make a lovely first store. <laughs> it certainly would. Just give me several hours while I attempt to skin this. 
What would you like to do? You, you can say, we save the back? Sorry, can we save the back door for the house from where we are now? No, you're at the front door of the house, which is next to the path, which oh, is right. to the left. I know it's a bit of a weird way I've drawn the map, but there's bits of other maps that are overlapping for some reason. So yeah, that, all, that, I see, that, all I see is like a big black square to the the left of us, like below the house thing. So, well, it looks like right on where the path is. So, yeah, yeah. The, just ignore that. That's a, an overlapping bit of map because they didn't leave much space between okay. them. Okay. Um, so that is, you can see the path, that in the centre of the path is the front door, um, or you can see around the side of the house now. Um, the poacher said he'd gone round the back chasing rabbits. And he said there was a hut round the back. I have a quick look at the windows on the front starting with the top ones to see if anybody's yeah, looking out of them. Right, okay, uh, make a clever roll. One. Uh, you do not see anybody looking out of the... looking out of the... Right, okay, Brissy, what are you... What are we trying to do? Well, we're all... And he's got himself sorted. And then are we going to go ahead around the back, gentlemen? Or are we going to go a front or something? And there's the two snakes that you've already dealt with. What would you like to do? Uh, the, the house looks dilapidated and it looks like you'd easily force... Force the door open. Yeah, I think we should go at least, like you know, go in the perimeter and check that. So I think we should head around the back. But and then it's at least if at least if we go around the back and we force the back door, it's not quite as obvious to anybody else coming up the road. Because yeah. they might think we're burglars. Okay, you um, you head around the back. My big rifle to the front. <laughs> you don't encounter any further troubles. Uh, you should be able to see more of the map by there. Uh -huh. Yeah, so you can see you cautiously start around the outside. Um, it's all sealed all around the back, but there's a lane too on the left hand side and that's got the open back door that look appears to be where uh, the portrait went in yeah i think we i will find a decent um place to enter yet like a either a door or but a window right you've got a front door there where you are or you've got the back entrance there where bracy is Otherwise, you can climb up uh, and try and get in one of the top floor windows. Is there no cellar doors or anything? Not on the outside, no. Uh, let's go in through the back door. Do you want to check this lean to first? I'll go check it out. I'll cover you. Okay. I'll draw my pistol and sword um, and head towards the lean to. I'll keep your pistol in my offhand, though. 
I'll head towards the lean-to and have a look inside. Okay, um, you're looking to the lean-to. Uh, it's basically uh, an old-fashioned uh, patio type uh, with a collapsed roof on it. And uh, it, the pavement's cracked and overrun with weeds. Um, uh, and it leads, there's a, a back door like at the back there you can see which is here all right okay that's the back door oh. there have a bit it's of closed when it's rotten it, it, it looks like you could either open it off easily force it that'll open it right you push it open it goes let's do it in century version of a breach and charge Earl, your foot, please. Yeah, oh, dunk. Right, I'll open it up and have a look inside. Right. Uh, inside, the door on the north wall leads to a small patio. Uh, in the southeast corner, you can see there's a pile of refuse. Uh, there's a, a, an old fireplace that hasn't been written in many years. Uh, the, the floors look water damaged and um, the creek slightly underfoot. Um, and there's a door on the east wall that looks like it leads into the house. Right. Um, slowly make me way inside. Is it <coughs> light in here? Um, it, it's during the day and there's enough um, broken windows and holes in the walls and the roof for you to be able to, to see dimly it's, it's not dead bright but it's like you know easily enough to see by all right um okay then boys let's go i think you, you should be able to move your tokens maybe oh, oh wait a minute all right can you please move your tokens into the room where you'll be moving then so i know where and then i can't move me to one we can sort nah. that. Do not worry. Right. Well, if we're going to be trying Try to have a house... Right, hang on. Yep, that's better. So, well, if we're going to be hunting around a house, I shall uh, haul me skirt up from like the back to the front and tuck it in me belt. Right, okay. Uh, you, you cautiously creep into the room, guns drawn. Um, Bracey... As you move into the room, you move in and move to the right-hand side, uh, and then the ground is literally a gigantic mouth uh, surrounded by teeth, autumns in the ground. Um, it's with, When you get within about four feet of it, it just appears in the round, um, and the, 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 voice is, the voice that comes from it is deep and uh, malevolent and it says welcome fools welcome to your death <laughs> can we all please make a clever roll oh hello Van. how are you Oh, I've lost my 4DF button. 
Use your character sheet. Just roll, click on clever and it automatically adds it on for you. Right, sadly, everybody seems to have succeeded. Um, and nobody's terrified or gets free, free fate points. Um, this does not seem quite as scary as perhaps it was intended to. Um, like it's all in our mind. Uh, but after the, like this gigantic mouth and lips, uh, after it's it's done this, it just it fades like spooky ectoplasm through into the floor and disappears. Somebody's pulling our watchets, lads. I'll look for any holographic projection cameras. I will prepare to tear a mask off someone and reveal it was the guy from the bar. Right, Dave. So, um. Uh, do you uh, quickly look for it? Do you carefully look for it? Uh. You know what we did do <coughs> well? What? Ask if there was any pesky kids in the village. Oh, no. Right, so... Uh, quick minus one. No, Dave, you, you do, don't find anything, sadly. Can we... Um, Dave, so Dave searches the room on this? And, and looks around. Um, uh, you can, yeah, if you want to search the room, yeah. Do you, so Bracey assists, yeah? I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to carefully check and I want to check where this thing was to see if there's any, like, residue you know, was it actually, you know, something physical or was it a projection or, or whatever? Right, go on then. Five. Wow. Eight. No, you don't, uh, it automatically adds them for you. Oh, you okay. off the couch sheet. You, however, do get a five, um, which is a little bit above the one you needed. Right, so Bracey, you, you, go, you, you, you kneel down to the floor. Um, first thing you notice, a set of footprints. Um, which are almost completely covered in dust, uh, but are leading from uh, further inside the house and walking to the exact spot where that uh, mouth appeared in the floor. Um, the second thing you notice is there's a very faint crack around uh, where it appeared, um, as if there's a, a door or uh, some sort of flap underneath it. Okay, I'll uh, put this out of the the, um, the the footprints come from from this door and head <coughs> here and then to that section. Well, we're going to need to jimmy that open. Yep, out with the sword. Yeah, I'm going to crowbar hidden on you anywhere, have you? It should be in the Acme, Acme Adventurers pack. Is there a um, pry bar in the adventure? There is, yes, there's a pry bar in the adventure pack. Right, I'll get to work with the pry bar, you cover us. Cool. Right, Earl forces the, uh, the floor. Presumably. Mm And 
Right, there's a, a, a shower of dust and make a roll, please. Uh, a forceful roll. I'm not particularly forceful, but I suddenly become forceful. Right, with a mighty heave, um, uh, wrenches up this trap door and uh, the, the dim light filters down. You can see that um, it looks like there's a, a rope ladder leading down and beneath you, you can see some light coming from the east underneath the, the floor. It, it obviously leads down into a room down there. Oh, I light a lantern. Okay, she light a lantern. Uh, uh, heaves this this trap door and throws it to one side, uh, and and then pulls the lantern out and begins to uh, light it up. What about the rest of you? I'll continue uh, to cover out. I'll take my spare bottle of lantern oil and I shall tear a piece off my petticoat and make a wick for it. I turn around <laughs> and say, you're actually running out of clothes. Eh? You're running out of clothes. You keep using them for things. I've never had this many clothes to use for things. <laughs> They're not mine anyway. <clears throat> also fun. Who says, who says the miniskirt was invented in the 1960s? Ha! Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, Andy, Andy starts tearing off more clothes. Well, no, just, 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 a, just a bit of the petticoat and make into a whip for this impromptu Molotov in case we're needed. Yeah, he does love his Molotovs, does Andy. Uh, right, Davy, what about you? Um, I'll light a spare lantern. Right. So, we all light lanterns. Brucey uh, cocks his beta rifle. And what do you do then? Oh, we're going to have to go down, aren't we? Um, or go through the door. Well, we could go through the door. But I think this way is more sensible. <clears throat> right. Um, I'll climb down and then you want to just pass the lantern down to us and uh, get ready to drag us out if something bad happens. Do you want to tie a rope round your waist, just in case? No, that seems a bit chirp. Right, I'll so put that on your, I'll put that on your gravestone then. Well, yes. Right, uh, you climb down um, and you drop into what looks like uh, a cellar. Um, there's a door, an opening to the east with two doors, and there's a door in the north wall. I am just going to give you some map to play with, because I'm kind of like that. So please bear with me.
Right, if you can move your look, move your view to the right hole. Oh, I might be able to. Is that pinged you? Yeah. Right. So, uh, this is this is a, a large cellar. Um, torches are actually burning along the walls uh, to the east. Uh, it's been converted into a living quarters. There's ten crude beds standing along the south wall, each with a wooden locker at its foot. A long wooden trestle table ringed by rickety stools dominates the centre of the room. Metal cutlery cups and dirty plates atop the table. There's a cook stove installed near the table and evidence of recently cooked meals sit in and pots sit atop it. A large ham hangs from a loop of twine near the stove. A sturdy set of stairs leads to a trapdoor in the ceiling. So when you load yourself into the thing, you're actually landing on stairs. Uh, there's two wooden doors on the east side of the room. Right, I wait for the chaps to come down. And I will carefully look around. Is there any spoons on this table for Earl? Oh, yes! <laughs> Cutlery. Yes, there's a lot of spoons. I'll take a spoon. No, I'll take two spoons and a fork. Right. You gingerly clamber down. Can't help it. It's the colour of my hair. Right. Um, so there's a door in the north and two doors in the east. Um, like what I described, you have a look through. You have a look through the uh, the boxes that's at the foot of the bed, and you find clothes and personal belongings to to several people. Can Can I just check? We don't have a map for this bit, do we? You do. You should be able to see it. Uh, whereabouts is it? If you scroll slightly is it? to the right of the uh -huh. map. Is that it? Wait a minute. Have I just pinged you there, Andy? Ah, yes, yes, right. No, I found it. Sorry, I found it. Yep. I'll go and help yourself to a slice of ham. Yep. I'll take up a position. The ham um, looks fresh. Where, where the bottom of my token is, Rich. Like at the, beside the bed, so I can cover the door to the east and the, and the one like the kind of northeast. Okay. While the other guys have a mooch around this place. Well if it looks if it looks fresh I shall carve myself a slice off. Right. And uh, he uh, pulls out a pot of knife and, and chop, chop, chops off a, a chunk of ham. Uh, licking his lips, he goes, mm, that's nice. Very salted though. Probably not from ham either. Well, if the ham's fresh and edible, which it appears to be, this is obviously not been vacated and recently they're obviously still here somewhere. Which means they're probably our guys that we're after. So, uh, are you just you're just milling about in the positions roughly where you are looking around the room, is that right? Yeah. I'm just going to move myself a bit so I can get a bit, a bit of a better look. Whereabouts is the ham? Which end of the table? Uh, the ham is uh, here. 
Yeah, that didn't help. Oh, uh, where the little square is at the end of the table. Left hand end as I'm looking at it. Uh, as you're looking at it, right hand end. All oh, right, yes, yes, I'm with you. And I, I will, I will point you at said ham. Champion. <laughs> so I'm probably about the. Yes. Right. Got you. Right. Earlier, the closest. You notice uh, the door that's the furthest away from you on the east. Um, yeah. That has. A wooden bar across it, and it looks like something scrawled on it in white paint. I'll go and look, but I will not get so close as it when it says there's a trap. Do you know what I mean? I'll, I'll stay at a distance. Right. The door, the door to your left appears normal, which is the one to the north, but the one ahead has a wooden bar across it, held in place in brackets on the frame and the door itself. The word DANGER in capital letters is is whitewashed on the door. Do it. Do it. The door is, is, is solid. Everything down here looks solid and it's not decayed like the upper level. Well, I think we should look through the door. So I will carefully check around the door in case someone sets some sort of alarm. I shall draw my pistol just in case. I will move slightly down a few beds so I can get a better angle if I need to push up through the door. Right, so so put yourself so oh this this bar. It, it it easily slides out. It, it's not nailed in or I think it is very thick though. Uh, so you easily take the bar off, lift it and put it down to one side. Okay. Can, you hear, can you hear anything through the door? Can you hear anything through the door? Like, like, like the howl of a million bloody wooses. Uh, you can listen at the door. Do you wish to make a roll? Do you carefully listen at the door? I'll listen. Right, you listen. You listen at the door, Elf. Um, yeah, you don't hear anything. There's no howl of anything. There's no. There's, any light there's no ectoplasm. The there's no um, things that pour out from the door. There's no light coming out from under the door. No. I'll shut the lamp and turn the light really low, and then slowly push the door open. Right. I'll, I'll draw a bead on the door while he does this. Just in case. The door creaks open. The privy. It's a privy. Um, it's quite dark. Uh, the light barely shows the chambers about 12 feet across. The corners are filled with shadows. What little you can see is dingy and dirty. 
I'll turn the lamp up and look around. Right. Um, so you step forward into the doorway and you shine the lamp around. Yeah. Right. Um, as the light plays through all of the shadow areas, you see standing upright, um, human skeletons. Um, they appear to be have something on them as if it looks like they might have had some kind of coloured wax poured all over the skeletons. Um, and as you, you play the light over them, horribly, inexorably, they seem to come to life and walk towards you all. I'll take a step back and close the door. I'm going to move, move as quick as I can. Lock the door. Four. Right, so Earl shoves the door closed. Uh, just in time as uh, there's a thump on the door and the door moves and then there's some horrific scratching comes from the other side of the door. Sounds like bones being raked down wood. There's waxy zombies in there. You had to do it, didn't you? You had to open the door. Someone was going to do it. <laughs> does this door look like it's going to hold um, it does uh, once you put the bar back in place uh, mm -hmm. it, it seemed to have a bar on it with uh, a danger yeah yeah. in future I think that should be he um, so there's no other exits down here is there uh, no there's a, a doorway that is right next to you uh, as you can see there alright let's go and have a listen at that door Um, and that's the only exit from the room. Right. So I'll listen to that door. Carefully? Yes, he does. Um, you hear nothing. I will do the same at this door as the last one. I'll turn down my uh, lantern and slowly open the door. Crouch slightly to one side just so that uh, Brazy can put a shot over me head. Right, okay. Uh, Andy, Dave, what are you doing? Uh, right, you, you still continue to hear this horrible <coughs> coming from behind the door uh, that will quickly slam shut and just went, no, 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 no. Well, I don't want to be anywhere near that door. I'll stay over here by the handle. We'll get this other door sorted out. Yeah, you sort that out. I'm going to sort this ham out. Yeah, but I've got my pistol out just in case. Right, you slowly push the uh, the door open. It opens to a small room. Um, <clears throat> uh, unlike the barracks, this room holds comfortable furnishes and furnishings and appears to be well cared for. There's a comfortable looking bed in the northwest corner with a wooden lock at its foot. A small wooden table stands against the east wall with a padded leather chair beside it. On the table, a brass three-branch candlestick with three burning candles provides the room with bright light. The candles, though not fresh, are far from spent. Under the table is a small wooden box and an unlit bullseye lantern with a movable shutter over the lens. On the shelf above the table sit three books, and in the northeast corner is a closed wardrobe.
Mm. I shall go in. Right, which is this room. That room there. Right, Earl walks in. Brissy, you stand in the doorway covering him with your rifle? Not right in the doorway, but against the wall. Um, you know, against the far wall. Next to the door where, it's, where there's this uh, horrible scratching uh, sound. <coughs> no, I'm not I'm not so close that I'll be grabbed, but close enough that I can see into the room and cover out. Okay. <laughs> Andy, are you continuing to munch the ham? Um, well, yeah, but I'm keeping an eye on that open doorway. Davy, do us a favour. See, see if you can grab one of these beds and drag it in front of the door where these bloody skellies are. Okay, I'll do that. Just so if they do get the door open, they ain't going to charge straight out. They're going to trip over this bed. And we're, we're okay with... Uh... We're okay with uh, living skeletons covered in dripped wax or whatever it is, are we? Oh, yeah. For now. <clears throat> yeah, they're fine if we don't think about them. Yeah, because like, they can't exist, can they? Although, maybe you did break the universe, so... Who broke the universe? Don't know, mate. I don't think we did that. I don't know I what you're talking about. like that when we found it. Yeah, I think it was already a bit broken. Anyway, if they're covered in wax... Sure, fire will melt that wax. <laughs> exactly, you say. Right. I knew that Molotov was a good idea. So, Earl, you are in the room by yourself. Uh, I'll look at these books. Right, there is a volume of erotic poetry, fully illustrated. Oh, keep uh, a naval almanac listing tide times for the area of the coast around Salo Hallow, um, 100 miles of coastline, uh, and a treatise concerning uh, a deity called Ayus and its minions. Ayus. Yeah. Ayus, I-U-Z. Mm-hmm. Mr. George, I absolutely hate you. I know, I'm terrible at <clears throat> You are an evil man of evil seed. <laughs> so, I've never so, heard of any of this. So as you flip through the books quickly, um, yes. a, a, a sheet of parchment falls out of the third one. Oh, I'll pick it up and have a look. Um, it's got uh, some writing and then some kind of foreign language. So it's got, a, it's got words, uh, then a dash, and then some words in a foreign language. Uh, the words oh. say stop, fight, lift, come, that kind of thing. Uh, it's obviously some kind of translation. I bet, oh. that, I bet that controls the skellies. Ah, right, okay. I'll go over to the skeleton door and I'll say the stop word. Right. Uh, do, do you still stop. hear the, the horrific scraping as if something is <clears throat> trying to crawl? Claw its way through the, the wooden door. I don't think that worked. I will I will memorise the stop word. Okay. And then I'll fold it and put it in my pocket. Okay. 
Right, so what else to the door, Brizzy? Are you just going to continue to hang there? Um, no, I w has David managed to block this door yet? With the bed? Uh, yeah, with a, a, a loud... <laughs> Dave drags right. across. Uh, Andy can help him if, if he needs to. Um, so the pair of you drag a bed across and push it up against the the door. I'll go in the room with Earl, and I will start a careful search. I will draw my pistol and cover him while he searches. I will also assist him where I can by offering advice, for that is my... Th Four. Right, you carefully search the room. Right. Uh, so are you opening everything you can? Are you, or are you just searching around, lifting stuff up, whatever? Well, the first thing I want to do is like look see, see if there's any traps or you know alarms or anything. Um, or if they don't, if they you know if they don't know here by now, worst bodies in the world. Um, and I will. Let's see. Flintlock's going off. Um, screaming, exactly. Screaming ectoplasmic mouths. <laughs> exactly. No, I'll just I'll just start going through stuff. Um, well, the first thing I look for is this: if there's any any hidden exits from this room. Right, there's no hidden exits from this room. You find the lantern. The lantern um, has a shutter on it, like I said, um, but it's got some kind of mechanism that that looks like it can be rapidly opened and closed. Um, and like, like a signal and like a signal yeah, kind, of like, kind of like Morse, yeah. Uh, inside the inside the wardrobe, there's a fancy floor-length oilskin coat, uh, and its sleeves contains numerous pockets trimmed in iridescent green silk. Um, under the table, God damn you in your your careful search roll. And Earl Hutton, that's a plus five. Right, under the table, you find uh, a hidden compartment that's got uh, uh, some kind of weird, old-fashioned looking book in. When you open it up, it's written in a, a crabber's hand and it's got devil symbols and all sorts of weird, arcane things written in it. I'll give that straight, Earl. Ooh, I'll read that. And the, the small wooden box holds 12 candles, flint and steel, and a piece of parchment. Ooh, parchment. Uh, the Big parchment gap. has... Uh, a specific set of instructions written on it. I will read this instruction. <laughs> 200 grams of flour, 300 grams of sugar, peak at 230 degrees. I'm going to have a bio break. I'll be back in about two, three minutes. Right. Okay. So the instructions read thusly because, you know, instead of putting it where it is next to the thing, it's right at the other end. Right. Long, short, short, short. Is it safe? Question mark. Short, long, short, long. Everything's safe. Long, 
long, long, ready unload, come to the ship. Oh, the smugglers! Yeah. It's the headless horseman. I was just going to say, which where this house is, how far how close is it to the cliffs and you know and, and the sea? It is, is it fairly close. About a hundred foot away from the cliff edge, like I said, it's on the highest point uh, within oh. miles. <coughs> Smugglers. So, there's, so there's bound to be either another tunnel or exit or somewhere in this house down at the beach, I bet. Yeah, and it'll lead out into a little cove. Right, uh, so I'm open to any and all options. What would you like to do now? You don't, you appear to have found everything in the room. And there's no other exits from down here that we've seen, apart from the room full of there's the, undead. There's the room full of uh, those weird waxy coated skeletons. <sighs> so either the exit's in that door, in that room, or it's somewhere else in the house. Did I see any exits in that room when I shone the thing? You didn't see anything, but uh, you kind of swung the, the lantern round, um, and basically uh, when you saw the water dead, you were like, oh, nope, and just shut the door again. I did nope out quite <clears throat> Yeah, you went, nope, 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 fucking nope, and then just slammed the door shut. How fast did they move, Earl? Um, they weren't slouches. Well, we could go check the rest of this house, and if we can't find anything else... I approve of this we can, we can assume the entrance or exit is going to be in that room, because obviously they've got to be like good guard dogs or whatever. True. So if they're not going to move in that fast, we could you know, keep the bed blocking the door, but unbar it, and then, you know, run back to the bottom of the stairs. And then when they start coming out, you can try these command words. Till they or are, not, and if not, we're going to start hitting them with table leg. Hitting, or just run up, the, run up the stairs. Well, they um, might be able to climb a ladder. Oh, yeah, and then we can take them one at a time. Unless it's the wax that's actually animating <gasps> And if we set fire to something, that would melt the wax off and with a bit of luck stop the moment. But it might also burn the house. Andy, I swear to God, I'm going to give you the aspect pyromaniac. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> just, a, just a thought. <laughs> but I like his thinking. It is logical. <laughs> Andy's like, well, it worked last adventure. <laughs> right, well, what you should do is um, Fred and Daphne should go into the attic and uh, <laughs> Velma, Shaggy and Scooby should go down into the basement Ruby uh, Somebody feed her the Scooby snack <coughs> Right, so is there anything you want to do or are you just having a powwow? Well, I think we should go upstairs and search the upstairs of the house Let's block this door with a couple more beds, just to slow them down. Maybe next couple combat rounds. 
um, and then we'll search the rest of the house. Because let's face it, the last thing we'll want while we're searching the rest of the house is to have them things creeping up behind us. Exactly. True, but also the last thing we need is the house to be on fire <coughs> while we're searching. Yeah, last resort. No, it's not. It's your first resort. It's the resort where you spend all of your holidays. You sent postcards from the resort of setting fire to shit. If in doubt, near Palm Street. Palm Street. Right, so you, 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 you barricade the door with some more beds. Um, yes. There's a strange noise coming from the other side of the door, uh, like some kind of hissing noise. Um, and the, the scratching continues, but you do pile some beds. As you turn round, you see, standing at the other end of the room, just here, three people. Um, two of them are holding flintlock pistols and, uh, like, sabres. The the third one is holding a, a brown best musket. Uh, and he says, one of the front guys looks here, and uh, Snee is showing his black teeth, and he's like, well... I think you'd better put your hands up, do you not? Uh, it's probably a good idea that we do surrender to these They are in the they're in this bottom corner here. And they've got the drop on us, would you say? Well, um you didn't you didn't hear them come in, um or down the stairs and single door, found the secret are, door. Uh, like I said, two of them are pointing flintlock pistols and the last one is pointing a brown breast breast musket at you. From where we are in this room, Rich, is the coast north, south, east, or west? The coast is south. Yeah, figures. Secret door, yeah. southwest corner. Right, well, we need an urgent plan that we can <coughs> pick up quickly. So, um, what are the lights? There's torches in the room. There are torches in this end of the room where these two. You can actually see them on the wall. On the walls, if you look at the map closely, if you zoom right in, you can yep. just see a little patch of light on the walls where the torches are. In that case, guys, I have a plan. I can't communicate it because I'll let, it, let everyone away, but I'll turn around and say, I believe we should just surrender. Um, these chaps have obviously got us outgunned, especially with that brown bed. Uh, uh, um, if we could just... Uh, if we could just down everything at once, guys, and I'll start lowering the um, the um, the lantern. And as it's getting towards the ground, I'll shoot the, one of the guys in the knee. Right, so I think <laughs> um, because of your bullshit, I'm going to let you try and make an advantage roll with a... That was my plan. Difficulty uh -huh. one, um, and that sounds like a... Clever roll to me. So go on. Ooh. Right, so you have the advantage of surprise. Um, you get to invoke it for free for a plus two. Anybody else in the party can invoke it, but they pay a fate point for the advantage of surprise. Oh, I think I'll pay a fate point. Um, so basically, uh, it goes Dave, who's a three. Actually, um, actually that's not strictly true. Earl, you can get a free invoke or give the free invoke to another person, but anybody can then buy it for a plus two on a roll, you know, for buy fair and a fair point. Well, the idea was I would give the free invoke to Bracey, who would shoot the guy with the big shotgun. I'm, just, I'm going to use my uh, impossible shot stunt. Oh as my I'm rolling my, 
as I'm going to lower my rifle, I'm going to put one right between his eyes. <laughs> so in that case, you won't need the advantage. And, mm -hmm. so uh, give and give that advantage. Yep. Um, but Dave goes first, then Earl, then Andy, then Brissy. Because uh, I believe Andy and Brissy, you've still got one quickness. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think I have. Hang on, I'll check. Quickness one. Yes, I have. I will call this aspect surprise exclamation point motherfucker <laughs> right so um, Earl who what sorry Davey what do you do first uh, uh, Earl who are you passing your free invoke to uh, to well I'll pass it to Davey since Davey's going first he can take advantage of it the opening yeah I'll do um, gunslinger on the block with the rifle so that's quick shot plus two. Yeah, and Earl's giving you uh, another plus two if you're using Gunslinger. So that's plus four. Six. Ooh, wow. Right. Um, ah, yeah, that's going to hurt. Right. Dave shoots him. Uh, the the one at the, That's the one at the back with the rifle. Shoots him uh, like... Put him down instantly. Dave, you take him out of the fight. How would you like to do that? Do you want to kill him? Do you want to shoot him in the eye? Do you want to shoot his bullet off? What would you like to do? Shoot him between the eyes. Right, so from a, from a hip shot, Dave goes to lower it. Bang! Literally drills the guy right between the eyes. Uh, barely the other two get a chance to do anything. They're like completely shocked by this. Uh, next up is... Uh, oh... I will shoot the other one in the knee because I would like one alive. Okay, go ahead. Um, uh, I'm yeah. trying to work out what kind of a shot this is. Right, they are aware now, so he will get a defensive roll. I think it will be careful. Which is an incredibly bad defensive roll. I'm going to go careful. Right, so that's uh, five success shifts. Um... You, you, you shoot him right through the middle of the kneecap, his kneecap shatters, and he collapses to the ground screaming. Uh, next up, Andy and Brissy act at the same time. Uh, Brissy, you already have the surprise motherfucker advantage, um, but Andy can also spend a fan point to use the surprise I motherfucker have, as well. Yeah, I have done. I have already done that. Right. So, who wants to go first? After you, my friend. Thank you very much. Um, I shall shoot whoever's left. If you miss, if you miss the last one, I can use my impossible shot, and I'll curve the bullet around the corner of whatever <laughs> to drop them. Because otherwise, um, I ain't going right. to need this. Andy, I have a three. You have to equal a three or better. Right. What will it be? So it'll be your um, quick shot because you're trying to catch him by surprise. Right. Uh, and then you get uh, a plus two for the surprise motherfucker. Okay, yeah, that'll do I it. Get a plus, so that's a five. Yeah, that so that's done. two shifts. So you take the guy out. How would you like to take him out? Uh, how many of these do we need alive? Right, one. Right, the one at the back is dead. And can you right. see? Right, 
This one is. I can only see two on the map. Yeah, but there's this multiple oh. because I, I do oh. groups of different types. Uh, oh, so, right, okay. so the one at the back is oh. completely cream cracked. Right, that right, one. Right, this yeah. one represents two. I'm with you. Uh, I'm one with of you. them has got a shattered kneecap. There's no line screaming on the floor, and the second one, Andy, is killed, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Because when he opened his mouth in surprise, I put a pistol ball straight in through his mouth and hopefully shattered the base of his spine. He's very dead. He's very, very dead. I'll reload. I'll, as soon as the other guy behaving himself on the floor. He's, he's rolling around screaming and holding his leg. I'll draw, I'll draw a bead on him and I'll proceed. Up about there, sort of cover them. And I'll, assuming I'll, that they've come out that door, uh, well, that corner, I'll be able to, you know, see if that door opens. If there's no visible door there, open in a minute. Right, no, it just looks like a wall in that corner. I'll turn. I'll I'll reload while uh, Bracey's getting put in cover on the. Guy. Any of them have pistols? Yes, they have uh, flintlock pistols. Um, slightly more primitive than the ones used to were carrying, but they're still perfectly serviceable. And right. they, they have extra ammunition, shot, and powder. powder. Yeah. Right. And I'll put the two extra pistols in my belt. In fact, that'll be three. Have they got three pistols? Uh, two of them have pistols. Mm. One has the brown best musket. Right, well, I'll take two pistols. And put them in my sash. If I don't have a sash, I'll take the sash off one of them and uh, make myself a sash. Yeah, I'm having. Would you mind if I take the musket? Help yourself, Matt. Oh, very much. I'll take the shot and powder and whatever, and the musket. Yeah, it's it's the the full brown best one. It's like taller than you are. Um, I'll, you know the the chap on the floor. Yes. I look down at the chap on the floor and go, "Hi." He that looks, looks like goes, it hurts. Uh, you're not brandishing a spoon at the same time, are you? <laughs> no, no. I'm going to get the fork out in a minute. No, no, no. Uh, oh. Pull the fork and go. Yeah, I do know first aid. Yeah. So, um, <coughs> we're going to have a conversation. And there's two ways the conversation can go. One way is you tell us what we need to know, and then we wrap your leg up and leave you here to fuck off. Or the other way is that we put you in incredible amounts of pain, permanently damage your body, and then, and then you tell you us what we're doing, and then you get to go and play with the chaps with the waxy skin. Uh, oh, that sounds like a forceful. Go on, give us a forceful intimidation. I'm one. not very forceful. I'm clever. I'm trying to sort psychologically jiggly, torture yeah, get it. Yes, yeah. Go on, then. And I will assist him. I'll be the bad cop. Yeah, yeah, so that's you'll be the bad cop, I'll be the psychic. Yeah. Right, okay. He, he's, he's got his knee full. He's going, all right, all right. What do you want to know? Um, Where did your friends in the cupboard come from? He says, I don't know. They, they was there when we took over the house. Okay, and whose bedroom is that? I'll point it. He says that's uh, that's Santa Blatt's bedroom. Santa Blatt. 
to seek and pull the skeletons. He says, no, sorry, that's my accent. It's Sanbalat. 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 Oh, yes. He's, he's that... the boss. Right, and where's he right now? He's he's out on the beach. On the beach. And where's everybody else? He says that just through there, and he points to the wall at the south. And that would be the secret door down to the cove. Yes, he says it's in the wall. Please, it's agony. Right, I will take off one of her stockings. One of her stockings. Can I borrow one of your stockings? It's just been oh. handed down. It's like one. He's going, what the fuck are you doing? Taking the stockings off. <laughs> By all means. I'm just, I'm just waiting until um, somebody wants to make a catapult goonie sky styling like uh, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Pass your thong. Right, but Andy takes off one of his stockings. Uh, he hands <coughs> it to you. There's a loud, there's a loud explosion. The door behind you explodes. The bed and splinters of wood fly everywhere. The skeletons lurch into the room, but now they're also accompanied by um, a, a skeletal figure in robes and a hat. Um, its hands are glowing. Wisps of white. Uh, hair hang down from its chin um, and its other hand it's holding uh, what looks to be uh, a stoppered vial with the old fashioned pop bottle stops okay I dive up the stairs I will react as quickly as possible and shoot the vi- I, with my loaded pistol it's in my hand I will turn round use um, dead shot and shoot and I'll spend a face so we should now be able to say Incredibly scary yeah. beastie man. Right, so just give me a sec to. Uh, yeah, we can see what's going on. Right, uh, the panda goes, No! No, you've woke him! What did you do? Walk who? The alchemist! And he, and he points, and he's got this horrible rickness thing, and he, he points a shake in the hand at him. Uh, he's. he's, he's his skin turns white uh, and he either passes out or, or he's died of a heart attack. Awesome. Um, Rich, yeah. where's my fate points? They seem not to be. Uh, just grab three fate points. Off the pile. I get four fate points. Right, good. I'm going to use one for uh, dead shot. Okay. And I'm going to shoot the vial. You're going to shoot the what? The vial. Okay, Doggy, I like it. I like it. Um, it's quite a small target, so I would give that a difficulty of around two. Right. Uh, what the hell does Deadshot do again? Oh, yeah, it's your stunt, isn't it? You can invoke it and automatically hit. Yes. Yes. Right. So um, you quickly raise your pistol. Uh, you sight down the barrel. There's a bang, poof, uh, as the powder ignites. Uh, the violet he's holding uh, explodes and shatters all over his hand and sprays over the skeleton. And basically, you see smoke uh, rising from where it touches. It drips on the floor. It looks like it's burning like acid. Um, it has splattered on. It's splattered on two of the skeletons. There are six in total. Uh, it splatters all over the guy in the robes and the hat. Um, 
and it splatters on two of the skeletons uh, and they walk forward uh, the, the the legs and their arms start burning um, and they do walk a few steps forward but then collapse to the ground uh, the, the upper arms and things are still twitching and trying to reach you but it looks like they're burning away uh, the the guy in the robe it, it's burst all down one side um, and it burns away uh, a lot of his clothes and, and some of his bones uh, but it doesn't look like he's quite dead uh, four of the skeletons lurch towards you you notice they're moving slowly um, and the, the stuff that's being poured over them uh, where the joints are and that it seems to make them move stiffly okay I will say the magic word for stop to see if that helps at the same time as taking a step back to one side so that the um, fuse allowed of fire can happen. Right, I'm just marking off uh, two of those are dead. One stress off that. Have you still got that Molotov handy, Andy? Uh, I have, if I hadn't just dived up the stairs. <laughs> right. Andy is running towards the stairs. Uh, he's just uh, he's just noping the fuck out of this. Right, Andy runs to okay. the stairs. Uh, so this turn, Andy, you run to the stairs and uh, start to move up it. Right. Sure. One minute. Uh, sorry, um, Dave, you go first because you're 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 quickest. So Dave, Dave goes first. I'll gunslinger the um, the alchemist. <clears throat> so uh, is that a plus two? When you quickly attack, or is yeah. that a fate point? You have to spend it, a fate point on <coughs> that, don't you? No. Is it, just a, is it a stunt or an aspect? Um, it's a stunt, I think. Yeah, you, a stunt you can invoke uh, normally once per session. So you can normally invoke uh, once per session for the plus two, um, or you can spend a fate point to get the plus two. I spend a fate point then. And what are you shooting? Um, the alchemist um, in the head. Headshot. It works in the movies. Right, go on, give us a roll then. Five. Need some good rolls, some good rolls. No, it's not good enough. It's too shit. Right, Dave uh, takes careful aim. Blam! Uh, shoots him right in the eye socket, blown away half of his head. Uh, the, the remains of the alchemist falls to its knees and then collapses onto the ground. Uh, landing in a pool of its own acid, it starts to slowly dissolve. Right, so that leaves four... Skeletons, which are slowly Romero style advancing through the room towards you, Dave. Uh, next up, we have Andy and Bracey. If you um, want the mullet, I can chuck it over to you. No. Andy says, over, like over his shoulder, as he's running up the stairs. <laughs> can I spend a fair point? And have all the skellies lined up at one perfect second where I can make an impossible shot of one of my stunts to take them through their, their you know, their skulls, just where the spine meets, 
all four at once. It is possible. That depends on how many shifts of damage you roll. I will try that then. I will spend my fair point. Right. You haven't used your impossible shot this turn, have you? Nope, I didn't because I didn't need to because everybody else yeah. went before me and I didn't need it. Yeah, because you were slow, man. Uh -huh. Yeah, and I will. I'm using careful aim because obviously I'm a sniper. Right. Okay, go ahead. Oh, Jesus. Um, is it worth spending another fair point to reroll that? Right, so that is a zero at the moment. You can spend uh, a fate point uh, if you can justify it to gain a plus two. Um, like an 80s action, you could invoke your 80s action movie for, yep, uh, for a plus two and spend a fate point. Yeah, I'll do that. As a, as a second right, one. That shifted to a plus two. Right, so you blow through the skull of one of them um, and it <coughs> does actually hit the one behind it but the, the bullet is deflected. It chips off some of this weird stuff that's been poured I over it. So it, it would have worked perfectly, except it only takes out one. Okay, I will leave in story alone. Uh, Andy, uh, you've reached the stairs and are running up the stairs. Yep. And uh, do you just keep running? Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Andy starts climbing the rope. Right, Dave, there are three skeletons left. Um, they're coming towards you <clears throat> because you're the closest, unfortunately. Uh, they, they, they swarm at you and start clawing uh, with long, bony fingers. Uh, so would you like to give me a defence roll? How, how would you get away from them? I'll quickly dive out of the way. Heroically dive over the table. Yeah. Right, I get... Over a, the table. I get a one. Uh, uh, there's three of them, so that's a plus two, so I get two. And uh, you've got a three. Um, and I am going to spend a fate point, and I am going to increase that by another two. Um because Davy is being swarmed by multiple mobs. Uh, so that gives me five, which gives me two points of stress on you, Dave, unless you can spend a fate point and justify getting out of the way. Let me get go and spend my fate point. I wouldn't want to cheat you out of a fate point. Boom. I'll spend a fate point. Because as I'm going over the table, I slip on some of the gruel, and it just luckily <laughs> slips me over the table out of the way of the um, approve. I like that. Right. I like yeah, that. I like it too. So, Dave uh, this, this is, is backing off the, the chlorine and chlorine iron. He, he goes back, sl slips in a puddle of gruel, ignominiously goes arse over tit and lands the other side of the table, just out of reach of the skeletons. I like it. And then we are back to end of round. So now we're in quickness order. So, uh, Dave, you're first. I'll back up and draw my sword. Have you used your pistol? 
Oh, yeah, you, you have, didn't you? Yeah. Yes, you can make a roll to reload and fire, or you can pull your sword <coughs> out and start hacking at them. Bearing in mind, if you're hacking at them, they're in reach to hit you. I'll reload then. Okay. So if you want to fire this turn, you have to make a quickness roll and hit and make a plus two. Right. So in a um, in a in a flurry worthy of uh, Sharp himself, uh, Dave <laughs> pours the bullet in, uh, just taps it, doesn't bother, pulls it up and shoots. So you reload in time and you can have another shot, Dave. I shoot the nearest um, skeleton in the um, head quickly. Yeah, that is literally a quick shot. Let's see what happens. Right. Dave, you shoot it straight in the face. It, it, in fact, it literally moves its head in front of your gun um, and you, you <laughs> blow its head clean off its body because the fate dice are fickle. So that's one, two, leaving two skeletons. Uh, next up is Earl. I will draw one of my other revolvers. One in each hand, and I will shoot to the two remaining skeletons. Okay, quickly. That does sound quickly. I think quickly is the way to go. With yeah. Matt, the way I'm rolling, it's like... Yeah, three shifts. Right, you, you, you kill one, you shoot it in the head, but the other one, you just blow one of its arms off, uh, leaving a one-armed skeleton... Uh, slowly lurching up the, uh, the, it's it's dragging its its bony feet across the, the tiles. Click, click, click. Not making a noise. Uh, and next, almost uh, armless. It is almost armless. It moves across the room. Uh, next up, we have Andy. Andy, you have disappeared upstairs and are uh, up the trapdoor. Right. In that case, what? What the that, rest of the party all. hears is, what the hell are you playing at, you stupid bloody woman? And the sound <laughs> of somebody slapping somebody's face, and now I've come to senses, I'll climb back down the rope. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Andy comes back down into the room, looking rather shapeless, <coughs> and has red marks on his cheeks. And finally, Brissy. Brissy, yes. Brissy. Right. Can I, while I'm standing on the other side of the table, can I create an advantage? by chucking uh, one of the chairs over at the last remaining skelly to either impede its movement or knock it back to give the guy other time to reload this Yeah, you can. Um, I would say make quickness roll with a difficulty of mm. one, because mm. it is quite... It's, uh, right, that's a, an exact success. So that means that you get a plus two boost, which means it's a one-off thing. So you kick the chair, it tangles up in its legs, the, the skeleton stumbles... Um, you can pass that boost on to somebody else, or you can use it. Uh, for, it's good for a free one plus two. I will pass it on the next person who needs to reload and fire. Uh, so that, is, be... that is Dave. Oh. Everybody else has acted. Yeah, Earl, okay. Earl okay. fired two-handed, pirate style. He killed okay. one with one, but he's off-hand. He's not so good with, so he only blew its arm off. Okay, I'll pass that on to Dave. Then. Uh, so the skeleton, the one-armed skeleton, Dave, it, uh, it claws at you. Um, Badly. 
you've got a plus two boost. You can use it for anything. So you can use it for your defense roll. You can use it for your next attack roll. Um, but once it's used, it's gone. I use it for um, my next attack roll. Skeleton uh, gets a zero. So if you want to defend. Uh, yeah, just dodge out of the way then. Okay. Yeah, easily. Right, this poor skeleton, half tangled up mm. in the chair, one-armed, uh, swipes at your face, misses badly. And next is Dave. Okay, um, now remember you'd have to reload again, or you can... Uh, or club it to death. Club it to death, yes. The, the, those pistols were designed to be used as clubs in an emergency. Yeah, I'll club it, quickly club it in the head with the pistol. Right, and you get a plus two for Bracey's boost, so quant, <coughs> quickness, four, king, hell. I think he used to drop skeleton right. chips. Yeah, <laughs> so you bring your, you bring your, the pistol down and it, it skulls shatters from the top and it drops to the ground at your feet. I'll reload all three of my pistols. Right. Uh, Earl reloads all of his pistols. What do you do now? Uh, the uh, the guy that Earl had shot in the knee, uh, his face had gone white. It collapsed to the ground. It looks like he stopped breathing. Um, there's dead skeletons lying everywhere. Right. Um, I'll reload and then... Davey, if you just cover those skellies in the door, just in case. Okay, dokey. I'll go and carefully search for the button or switch for the door, the hidden door, which we know is there. Right, okay. I, I, don't, know if, I, don't, I don't know if Earl wants to check this guy. If he's I was, I'm going to check the guy, and I'm going to check... Well, no, I'm going to check the... Um, the alchemist, and I'm also going to check the um, the room, the skeletons. Now remember, don't stand in the right. stupid, stupid. Okay, right. So you got the alchemist first. Bracy goes to check the section of wall. Um, somebody can help you search, Bracy. They can help uh, Earl search, or they can do their own thing. What what about Davian and Andy? Uh, well, I, if you like, I'll I'll cover that bit of wall so that when you find it. Yeah. If you if you open the door and there's blocks behind it, I'll let them have it with his brown best well, musket. Can do. Um, is it possible to just search to find where the mechanism is for now, Rich? Mm -hmm. I'll just do that for now. I won't actually open the right. door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's carefully. Oh, well, yeah. I'll give you under. Okay. Yeah, so you get a plus one for it's careful, so that's a, a six, yeah, easily. Right, you, you feel around, and although it's uh, blended in well, there is a secret door, um, and you can feel that you can just get your, just get your finger behind it and like pull it pull it out enough to to pull it free. It's not it's not we a are mechanism. We're talking about the door, aren't we? We are still talking about the door. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got to say, Andy, I found the secret door, lads. Hey. <laughs> right. Um, well, uh, you go over to the alchemist who's lying in a puddle of that acid that he was carrying. Unfortunately, it appears to have ruined most of just about everything he had. Uh, there's some glinting of 
Um, the, the, the things that hasn't dissolved that are covered in acid is there's a bag at his waist and lying on the floor next to him is a, a shiny stone. Uh, they're both covered in acid and they're not ruined. Um, right, both of these things need rinsing in liquids of some sort, preferably alcohol. Must, I'll look around this room. Some, yeah, yeah there's, like a there's like a barrel of like watered down uh, beer because that's basically what they used to drink. Right, I will thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly douse them. And then examine them carefully. Right, it looks like it's a normal bag. Um, it's just a small, uh, like haversack, not haversack, uh, like a messenger bag type thing. It's a just small messenger bag, maybe about eighteen inches round, uh, and the stone is is perfectly smooth, polished. Um, it uh, appears to be black granite with flecks of gold in it. All right, okay. Well, um, I'll pop at the stone and I'll open the bag carefully. Right, you look into the bag and you, you just see blackness. You don't see the bottom of the bag. I'll close the bag. Ooh. I'll look around for something to drop in the bag. Right, well, there's bits of skeleton. There's broken chairs. Uh, there's a half-eaten ham, but I suspect that Andy's kind of that. A piece of ham. I'll drop a piece of ham in the bag. Right. The, the ham goes into the bag uh, and then vanishes. Like, it doesn't drop. It doesn't, you can't see it hit the bottom of the bag. Right. I'll give the bag a... I'll close the bag up and wiggle it about because it sounds like there's a piece of ham bouncing around. No, it doesn't sound like there's a piece of ham. Around, I'll it? turn it upside down and empty the ham out. Right. The ham pops out um, along with a large brass urn, which is, uh, it looks like it's following TARDIS rules. Uh, there's a, about 30 foot of coiled rock comes spurling out um, <laughs> and various bits of like small cutlery plates, things like that, some empty, oh, empty oh. flasks. Yeah, all this stuff, you're holding it upside down and it's literally like a clown car where Earl's gone and is shaking it and stuff's just falling out. That's handy. I put it all back. What's in the urn? Uh, the urn just holds some dust. You're not sure whether it's a, a cremated corpse or something else. In my experience, messing around in Cthulhu-like adventures with dust of any sort ends so bad. Uh, right, so Andy and Bracey's found the secret door. Davey, what would you like to do? I'm keeping an eye on these skeletons while I reload. Right. Uh, in that case, you reload the skeleton. Earl, you uh, you go in the room. Um, I'll give it a good hard searching. And it looks like you don't need to because the, there's a secret door that's been opened in the other wall. Over here, it's almost as if you woke something up and it came out of a room in a secret door. The alchemist. Oh, let's look in the secret door that the alchemist was living in. It's an alchemical library oh. and, and workbench. <coughs> oh. Who's our alchemical expert? 
Well, Andy can set fire to stuff. <laughs> that is partly alchemical. Uh, I'll have a careful and not touching things that look dangerous with my hands. Careful look around. Right, it reveals a clutter of broken glass and earthenware piled on the floor. There's three small copper pots lying amongst the debris. Uh, a bench runs down the west wall for what seems to be a laboratory. On the bench are jars of powders and liquids and several pieces of alchemical apparatus. There's a table against the south wall forming an L-shape over the bench. A book is open on the table. Also on the table is a candlestick with a tiny stump of an unlit candle in it and a variety of other items that even in the dim light shine with the warmth of pure gold. One of these objects looks like a human skull. All of them in Gwyn's big bag. Um, I'll avoid putting things that might cut a hole in the big interdimensional bag. All right, well, you start shoveling stuff into the bag and it just goes in. Uh, it's like that show, that sci-fi show you used to watch. You're like, you look at it and go, it's bigger on the inside. <laughs> yeah, just keep it all in just shovel everything in. Uh, yeah. So there's the oh, book. Have a look at the book. The book looked like it would take several hours to read, um, although its title is Ye Secret of Ye Philosopher's Stone. Oh, that's what this is. It's a philosopher, philosopher's stone. I've got a philosopher's stone. I can turn things into gold. I've, um, I've run over a slap race on the head and see what happens. <laughs> I get the philosopher's stone. And I'll touch something that isn't some lead bullet. Lead bullet and say, gold. I love gold. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, the lead bullet doesn't turn into gold, um, which is kind of lucky because you're holding the stone in your hand. So if it had turned into gold, you probably would have as well. You didn't think about that. You're like, yeah. oh, shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, right, so you grabbed a, a small stack of gold coins um, and a golden human skull, a golden apple, a golden rose and a, a set of five small golden discs. And you basically, you just shovel anything that looks interesting into this bag. Is that correct? Earl, stick one of the pistols in the bag as well. Because if we, you know, something happens, we get captured, and they, you know, go drop our weapons. They ain't going to be able right. to see one that's in that bag either. I will save one of the pistols. <coughs> right. So, did you see you were searching the room as well? Yeah. Right. Okay. Carefully or quickly. Carefully. Carefully. Okay. Not, not particularly carefully right. by the look of it. Okay, Earl, the, the stone that you're holding as you're searching <coughs> uh, feels warm to the touch. Would you like a three plus two to your roll? Yes. Right, okay. Uh, so you don't think you're going to find anything, but then the stone gets gradually warmer, and in the table you find a concealed drawer that holds a book. Uh, again, Ooh. it's written uh, with those weird magical off or cultish scripts. Ah. I will have a quiet look. Do I understand any of this? Uh, not much of it, to be honest. It looks like... Uh, it looks like uh, it's his personal book. 
some sort of diary or right look right if it's a diary i'll go to it'll start off it, it's not with lots it, of words it's in, not something and then i'll that go you further through it looks like it's yes, a, written no, in I latin can, no i can no i can work a key out right it works in every diary are you ready at the start of the diary there'll be lots of writing then about halfway through, there'll be less. And near the back, there'll be just one entry, and that will be Auntie Maggie's birthday, right? Now, <laughs> I can try, now I know that Auntie Maggie's birthday means them words. I can use them words to translate the rest of the book. Works with every diary. <laughs> yeah, but you don't, you don't have time, unfortunately. <sighs> right, so Earl, Earl emerges from this room, holding this bag. Um... Uh, uh, have you got the stone in your hand? Are you putting it in your pocket or what? I'll shove it in me. I'll shove it in me sky. Right. Okay. It, it still feels a little bit warm, but as over the course of the next few minutes, it it cools down again. Hmm. So we now have a secret door to explore. We should go down there and find these guys and fix this. Yeah, well, we'll cover the door, then we'll open the door, and then we'll shoot whatever's behind the door. Yes. Right. Who 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 pulls the door mm. open? That's usually my job these days. I mean, I would well, carefully the, open the, the door. No fear. Me and me and me and uh, Andy, we've got the long rifles, so we can cover the door. So, oh, uh, this is crouching in front of this door because it's about. Three foot high. Uh, and Earl just pointed next to your ear at two gigantic rifles, like literally right next to your ear. Rolls going. It's I all right. No we've got you covered. With, I've got no problem with this. This is. I, Earl. I, I should also buy. Oh God, no! One of them's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> this is Earl. Uh, Earl got two rifles fired right next to his ears. Earl says, "What? Say <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Right? Okay. So Earl, you pull the door." Da, 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 Carefully da. check the door. Boom. Behind it is uh, a rough hewn cabin. Um, I pop my head around the corner. It, it, it declines. It declines uh, to the south and east. Uh, the walls are slimy and the floors are moist. It declines. A drink from Andy because he doesn't have a gun. There are some torches on the walls at certain places. You can actually see them on the map because whoever did this map was awesome. It wasn't me, unfortunately. Um, but the guy that did it was pretty awesome. So, Earl, that's as far as you can see. You can see a little torch. I'll go there. Yeah, I'll go there. I'll, I'll, come on, guys, we're moving. And follow the umbrella. Right, so the passageway branches in goes down some steps and goes into a wide junction to mm. the right and the left. Can I have a careful scan roll to see if there's any footprints or wet, you know, wet marks right. from water sand to the left or the right? Uh, like I said, the walls are slimy and the floors are moist, but there's like rush mats laid on the floors all the way along to make them easy to walk on. So it is quite difficult to see, but you can see okay. that there's been quite a lot of movement because um, it's like the mats are moved and some of them are crushed and, and snapped. Okay. Uh, there are signs of work stone here and there. 
and stairs leading down. So there's you're at a, a crossroads, Earl. You can see to your right it opens into a cavern, and to the left it's just a corridor. One, two, because hmm. uh, you can see torches. You can see pretty far actually. So you can see as far as that to the left. Can we hear anything? Any voices? You can hear like the sounds of the sea. Coming from which direction? Um, to to your left, well, to Earl's left. So that will be east on the map. Okay. <laughs> east it is. Tally ho, chaps. <laughs> yeah, nothing can bad, I, bad can, can I, ever happen. Yeah. Right, I'm going to have a, a quick peek around this corner for this one on the right, the, cor the corridor going down. Right. Just to see what I can see. All right, so no snakes up on You know, I just want to see, is it a room, is it a long corridor? Uh, I, can't, I can't really see uh, anything. It's a small, uh, slimy cavern. Uh, and there's also a, a passageway that continues south. <coughs> Is there any mats leading out of that one? Uh, yeah, yeah. Although in the centre of the room, uh, there isn't any mats. It's just round the outside of the room, like a round little wall that heads south. Okay, um, I will take up a position covering this while the other guys just proceed a little, a little bit further in down this other corridor. Just so we don't get flanked. And I will listen down this corridor. Right, so where are you moving to? I'm basically... Like hugging, see where the bottom of my my pointer yeah. is. Yeah. So I can basically, I'm I'm like hiding around the corner, so I can see straight to the south. I'm not moving like there, so I can see you know down in the corridor, but I'm cover, I'm covering straight to the south as far as I can. So basically, straight down where the A is in my name at the minute. Right, okay, yeah, you look down into the corridor. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and as, you, as you're watching, uh, well, actually, there's no torches down there, so it's very dim. All you're getting to see is the light from that torch that's next to you, so you don't you don't really make anything out. Mm -hmm. you, you don't hear anything from down that way. Um, Earl, you've creeped ahead to that point. Is that correct? That is correct. That is correct. You are very correct. Okay, I need to do this. Right, you can see ahead the corridor uh, goes to straight on uh, and turns to the south. It splits into another wide junction. You can see the torches there. Actually, you can see a little bit into that room, not much. 
Right. I will edge around this corner. Right. I'm not sure where you're supposed to be there. Give us a look. Right, an automatic. Let me just. I uh, haven't revealed that very well, to be fair. It's not the name of your sex tape. That is the name of my sex tape, yes. Right, so. That's better. There's a passageway leading south and one leading east. Oh, east again, I think, because we can hear this. Right, well, you get to this crossroads here. Andy's behind you. Davy, are you with Bracey? <coughs> right, Davy is behind Andy. And are you still holding there, Bracey? Yeah. Um, right, you see stuff, Earl. You see stuff. Uh, we need to reveal. Right, down there. Uh, you can see into this. You can see into that room. Um, and there are some guys who are waiting for you. <laughs> um, it's well lit by torches. Held in place by simple iron brackets around the walls. You can see five small bolts of cloth stacked against the wall and eight small casks. Um, yep, in this room, there are... Uh, in defensive positions... Two of these large humanoids with uh, messed up tusk-like faces. Uh, one of the guys wearing like the piratey type stuff that you've seen before. There's another one of those people with the uh, brown breast muskets. And that's what you can see waiting for you. They literally have been waiting for you. Uh, as if you'd give them tons of warning, loads of gunfire going off. How did that happen? I will duck into this cord and go, Polly, Polly. I'll get the Molotov right. Running round the corner, <coughs> you see another one of these, uh, like six and a half foot tall, ugly humanoids with uh, pointed fangs and and pointed ears, uh, running in from the south. I'll shout, Polly, Polly. I look at the one that's running towards me since I'm relying aside from the other. Right, Dave, you can't see any of these. You go first. Dave. Yeah, um, I'm, I'll move forward a bit to see carefully to see what's... Um, and he's got two fair points. Dave, you, how many have you you've spent two so far, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, one on Dave, one on Brissy. Right. Excellent. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. Can I have a 30 second bio before we start? Yes, absolutely. Okay. You go last anyway. So, so Dave, you just move forward. Are you brandishing your sword, your pistol, both? Are you hiding? Are you. I'm sneaking. Right, if you're sneaking, you use sneak, not careful. Right, Earl seems to have jumped up into a solid wall of rock. You're there. Earl's like, no, no, Polly, Polly, I'm in the rock. So you're backing up around this corner. Yeah, that's sorry. I, I didn't realise that was rock. 
That's all right. I'm keeping my eye on the guy across from us, though. Uh, he's brandishing a dirty big cleaver. He snarls and he charges at you. I'll shoot him with both pistols. I'll shoot him with a pistol. Right, so Dave sneaks up behind you but doesn't do anything else. This guy uh, charges at you. And this guy charges at you as well. Um, frothing at the, sorry, there's two of those. So three of those all together are coming, charging towards you. Um, the, their armour is uh, a kind of a fancy leather armour but well worn. And they, they hold big hacking weapons like serrated axes, cleavers, um, that kind of weapon. In that case, I will take careful aim at the one that's running towards me. So there's one from and, the south. Yeah, the one from the south. I will put a bullet right between his eyes. And two, Back. two from the east. Right, so, yeah. So you can roll first, Dave. Uh, sorry, Elf, you can roll. Let me have a look at you, you nasty man. <clears throat> right, that's a shift of one. You shoot him, um, but you your aim's off and you get him in the shoulder. He's hurt, but he is not down. Uh, next up, Andy, but you're at the back, sir. And you were pulling out a Molotov cocktail, if I remember correctly. I was because I figured with them two in front of us, I would be able to fire the musket past them because it's a long weapon. Could, just out of curiosity, whereabouts are the casks? Uh, right at the back of the, the room to the east. Right. I cannot save them from there, can I? No, there's too many um, men, beasties, and Earl in the way. <sighs> That would be a real shame, Andy, if they contained, contained alcohol or gunpowder, wouldn't it? Well, I was just considering, you know, chucking a fate point. <laughs> um, can I actually get <clears throat> line of sight past Earl and Dave to actually shout anything? Or are they sort of basically blocking the doorway? Uh, you can... Probably hit the one that's running at Earl from the east, holding this great serrated carver, um, uh, uh, rubbing his tummy and uh, waving it about, going, ah, 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 ah. Right, well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll stuff the Molotov into me belt and I shall have a, have a go at him. Okay, take a shot. Uh, aye, now what will it be? I presume it'll have to be fairly careful because I'm trying not to hit them toe as well. I will allow it. Thank you very much. <laughs> I get a zero, which is two shifts. Right, so you do take him out. How would you like to take him out? Oh, uh, something fairly cinematic. So he's growling and snarling. And the musket ball takes him right in the throat, and he growls and snarls as he falls over on his face and skids along the floor. It <laughs> skids along the floor on the rushes because it is quite a slippery floor. So that he falls to the floor, Earl, and he literally skids, and the corpse just comes to rest at your feet. Sort of like, literally, like, dink. The top of his head just bumps you on the foot. I look down and go, evening. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right, he goes down, and then next up we have uh, Mr. Brace, who's right at the back. You can't see anything, but you can hear. You can hear. Bang! You see the flashes going off. Yeah, the, the whole corridor is now filling with acrid smoke because you know you're using flintlocks in an enclosed corridor. Yeah. What I want, right? Can I, from the position I'm at, hear if obviously I can hear the the muskets going off behind us. Does it sound like the muskets, you know, this is does the sound echo round come round to the front of me? So so I can you know take a pretty good assumption that the kit that the tunnel or the cave goes round to where the action is. It's you know, it's not just branching off in a random location. Yes. If, it looks like you, it looks like it goes round. Right. <clears throat> Okay, then, then in that case, I'm going to, sorry, I'm going to take a gamble here. I'm going to set off down this corridor. Excellent. Bracey, mate, as a quickness roll. Oh, you beauty. Right, you, 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 you run quickly, um, quickly into the corridor. Um, you hear a whoop noise and some big dollop of gloopy, Goo falls on you from above, landing uh, on your head. It's dark at this point of the corridor. Uh, lands on your head and partially down one arm. Oh, crap. What have you done now? Right, so, Bracey, you continue to run down here. Um, do you stop? Do you keep going? Um, what kind of smell? Um, it kind of smells... Does it, does it smell acrid or tarry? It or... does smell acrid, but with just a hint of peppermint. <laughs> um, is there any water in the corridor at all? Right, so while you're considering this, it starts to burn. And I am just right. going to have aspect. I'm going to put an aspect on here for you. So you can spend a fate point, mm -hmm. or you get the aspect of green slime. I'm going to spend a fate point. Right. So so far, what is happening is uh, it starts to burn. Right. Uh, you let out. Press your let out a short screen. Uh, we now get to do other stuff. Right. The one that's still alive runs up. Uh, takes a massive hack at you. A massive, forceful hack at you with its cleaver. Well, that's not very nice. That is a four. I will have to get out of the way of that, I think. I will flashily dance to one side. That's a three. Uh, unless you spend a fate point and invoke, you're going to take one shift of damage, but you can take one point off your uh, one point off your stress because you've filled your two already, but you've, you your one is fine. No, I've got no stresses on here at all. I haven't been hurt. Oh, no, sorry. It was Andy got weaseled. I'll take a one stress. Right. It, oh, yeah. It, it brings this massive serrated cleaver down, uh, and it hits the wall just next to your shoulder, so it digs into your shoulder a bit, but, like, the force of the blow takes a big chunk of stone. The stone chip <laughs> flies off, so that's how hard it actually hit you. Well, it would have hit you. Um, uh and next up we have 
there is a retort from uh, a loud retort from a musket and it's a uh, general fire down the corridor it's at minus two because it hasn't really got a target right so it flies between UL and between David whistles past your ear uh, and then goes to the right of Andy and bounces off the wall behind him we need to end this quickly chaps yeah, right, well, uh, that's quite, I was trying. <laughs> I quite agree. Uh, right, we're back to Dave. Dave, you see one of these, whatever the hell they are, <clears throat> standing, hacking away at Earl. The other one is down and dead, hacking away at Earl with this massive cleaver. Uh, there's a guy has moved into the corridor here, and there's somebody at the back with a brown bed musket, brown vest musket, who is currently reloading, but doing it properly with the ramrod and everything. Um, I think I'm going to have to um, shoot the one with the musket. Right, okay. Quickly. Can you take a quick shot at them? Go ahead. Ha, where? Oh. Right. Uh, you, you, you absolutely take them out. What, what happens to them? Red mist. I basically take his head right off. Yep. It Red. explodes like a blood sausage. <laughs> it ex <laughs> his head explodes like a blood sausage. Right, okay. This guy's running down the corridor. Um, next up we have Earl. Earl, you're facing off against this huge beastie. Um, yeah, haven't mm. got time to reload. Because you need both hands and you're busy ducking and diving. Yes, I do have two pistols. Have you got both of your pistols out? Like, well, no, I've, got one in I've got one in my belt. So what I'm going to do is drop one pistol, draw the one from my belt, shove it up against one of his body parts, like his chin, and aerate it. I'll go flashy. Right, okay. Earl goes all flashy on a four. Uh, this man thing. <laughs> Shall I just give up on the dice and go, you win tonight? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, this, everyone go, have to go. This man thing uh, takes the first blow um, and he's like, ah, he raises the cliff above his head to bring it down and then looks down and it's just a trickle of blood where coming from where a hole is, where his heart is. It just starts to run down the thing and then he just falls forward, narrowly missing you and collapsing at your feet. Right, I'll scoot back into the corner trying to keep out a line of sight because I've got two pistols to reload. Yeah. Okay, next up we have Andy and Obrissi. Brissy, it's burning you, and you have taken uh, two hits, so you can take them as a consequence, or you can take them as you can take them as a consequence, or you can take them as stress. I'll take them as stress. So your two boxes ticked. Yeah. Right. So please make me a forceful roll, and I am rolling. I'm rolling the zero. Right, you start to scrape this goop off. Um, it's burning, but you, you haven't taken any extra damage this turn. What, what would you like to do? Um, is there any 
any water or no you're in a dark cave you can see the light from the north where you came from um but you haven't got anything on you like that right um there was a big barrel of that um, weak ale which is up there well that would mean you would Brissy runs screaming but ah ah get it off get it off <laughs> you hear another big gloop which narrowly misses you and drops to the side of you right this is obviously the wrong path to be taken so I will go back up north if I can see anything right um, <clears throat> how quickly can I get to that ale barrel how many turns was it going to take um, you, it, all running maybe two rounds Oh, you just melt, melt into a puddle of green goo right here in the corridor. It's fine. No, no, I'll, I'm just uh, nobody's going to have anything that's going to be able to counter this. So. They don't even know what's happened. Exactly. You, you just ran off around the corner. You went, sorry, lads, and then ran off around the corner. And they're like, okay. I just, yeah, I'll just run back up screaming, I'm burning, I'm burning. Right, this comes, <laughs> this comes down with. <laughs> Like a um a spooky voice comes down the corridor going, I'm burning, I'm burning. Yeah, Andy, you look back, you see Bracey running up the corridor back towards the other room where you fought the skeletons. And what? now it's Andy's turn. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Right. Well, what I want to do, I'm gonna to have to spend a fair point for this. Yeah. I want to move just far forward enough that I can say round that wall. Yeah. Uh, light the Molotov, throw it where the casks are, and have one of them, at least one of them, uh, full of gunpowder. <laughs> well, you hope that they're full of gunpowder. Well, that's what I'm going to spend my fate point on. I see. Or something equally flammable. That's fine. Um that is quite a flashy thing to do, so it'll make us a flashy roll. I'd say right. definitely two. Right, two seconds. Two seconds. A flashing hangaboo. Let's have a look. Right, it lands right next to them. It explodes. Will you please make me a forceful roll? I will. I will. Okay. I'm not terribly forceful. I mean, I'm not expecting it's going to go up in one round. No, no, I am just checking something. Right, so you successfully do that. Uh, and, the and, oil and flask was... bursts and it goes, it bursts and it goes or covers the barrels. Yeah, and, and then I was going to shout, it's time we left. Right, okay, you do that. Um, right. Uh, from behind the, the, the burning barrels, the, you see this guy in a robe come out uh, with a shaved head and patient green eyes. He raises his hand out uh, and uh, what looks like arrows of force come shooting out of his hand, uh, straight yeah. towards you. Right. And, uh, well, in that case... <laughs> That's a, I get a two... Um, but I am going to invoke that for a plus two. I'm going to invoke a fair point for a plus two because he's using its magic in it. 
Oh, it's magic in it. It's magic in it. That's that's exactly what he's doing. It's magic in it. Right. Well, in this case, uh... <clears throat> uh, in, 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 in that case, as these things come hurtling towards me, I am going to, at the last second, very sneakily duck so they go straight over my head. Right, go on, you can have a roll. Yeah, you've got to beat a two. No chance. Nah. Right, the, nah. These, these bolts of force slam in, yeah, and it, they cut into you as if they were real things, but then they, they don't pierce through you. Uh, they, they dissipate, leaving um, burns and, and force damage on your chest. Uh, so you take a three-point shift, which is you can take your three-point stress box or your four-point consequence box. Uh, I'll take my three-point stress box. Right. That's a shame because I could have had a consequence of how me titties. I was going to scream that anyway. Ow, <laughs> <laughs> me titties. Me right. bosom. Right. Uh, Earl, you're quite shocked because you've stepped back and you stepped into the four and you see this these, these magical... Energy slam into him. Uh, uh, his his chest is slightly smoking and bruised in the head. I only hope he's close enough to them barrels when they go off. Uh, right, we are back to the top of the round again. Dave, you're up, sir. I'm going to have to do a quick reload and try and shoot this um, blow. The one that's running down the corridor. He's holding a, uh, a sabre. That guy with the beard. Uh, this guy's dead. No, no, that's not L. Not Dave. Not Andy. That one. He's dead, so we'll move him out of the way. L's hiding around the corner here. Follow Andy's in the middle. Right, look, in, in the prime position to be stabbed is Andy. Uh, right, so Dave, uh, that's a quickness roll, please. The difficulty of two. Whom? Oh, oh, oh yes. Right. right, Dave, again, quickly reloads the uh, flintlock. Go ahead. Pulls the trigger. Uh, zero. Let's have a roll. Let's see what happens. Oh, yeah. The the shot goes wide, um, and uh, bounces off the the wall behind him. Um, Do I have time to reload both guns, or is this guy going to be in melee range? It's going to be in melee range when it's his turn. So you right. can you can. Uh, how many did you fire? Both. So I've got to Both. try and reload two guns. So you can, what, you can quick load what? Well, if you're going to quick load two, the difficulty is going to be four. In that case, I think I have no choice. I think we all agree that this is the only way this can go. I will leap forward while drawing my fork, activate no. my cutlery killer aspect, <laughs> right. and murder him to and murder him to death, paying a fair point. I will point. spend a force point. A force point. Use, use the fate, fate look. That is absolutely flashy, yes. Uh, you leap out from behind, 
and that's another plus two so that's a shift four and I'll hit him with fork food and I roll a minus three right <laughs> so, oh, so he's well fucked he, he, he was concentrating on Andy he's bearing down with his, his saber and he's, he's about to really down a vicious cut uh, leaps out of the shadows from nowhere and takes him in the eye with a, with a thrust fork yeah, like that. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll burrow through into the back of his skull, and then I'll flip over him and land on my feet and go ha! Looking at the other guy, and then pull a spoon out. Right. Okay. He collapses messily to the floor. Uh, you've landed in this room, which probably wasn't the best time to be in that room. To be fair. Oh, is this room on fire? This room is on fire, and Andy's paid a fade point, hoping that one of those barrels was full of gunpowder. Or, or something else flammable. I will absolutely let it be flammable, because Earl's just landed right <laughs> next to it. So, yeah, go for it. Right, so, Andy, please make a forceful roll as it explodes and goes off next to the guy in the dress who's casting its magic in it. Right. And I, you have to beat a one, a zero, right? What, right. So there's a bang. It burns them all down the side of his face. Uh, it doesn't take him out, but he, he's knocked to one side. Uh, his dress is on fire. It'll pour him off his custom. It certainly will. Now, please make a first forceful roll versus Earl. And Earl, oh. you need to make a forceful roll to resist as okay. this thing explodes. <laughs> Oh, that, I was ready for that, man. I'm, in, I'm focused on my fork. Right. There you go. <clears throat> so there's a great explosion. Um, this guy catches fire. Can I do the whole film in explosion where the explosion goes off and I just sort of ignore it? Yeah, you, you might as be it all up. Um, and he's, he's blown to one side against the wall. Go on, stab the twat in the throat. <laughs> I only have uh, a spoon. That was Earl and uh, it's... It's his turn next. Right. Oh, shit. Let's have a look. Right. Uh, he smiles. He, he, he waves <clears> his <throat> hands about and he says, We're friends. There's no need for us to fight. Can you please make me a forceful roll? So he's clever. Right. Oh, could it not be a clever one? Because I am very clever. No, because you're trying to resist with your willpower. Um, right, he says, we're friends, we shouldn't be fighting. And, and he's right, because he's your friend, Earl, and these but horrible people are attacking him. If I spend him. a fierce point now, mm -hmm. could I remember that, well... Uh, well, my um, dum, 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 dum. I can persuade us to work while making you, decisions. Damn it, Earl's got one point, three point left. Yeah, yes, I'll, I'll use my aspect of persuading others to know that he's trying to persuade me. Yes, you can. You can spend a fair point for a plus two, which gives you a total of two. Right. So, now, so, or, uh, so Earl, Earl yeah. looks at this guy uh, with his pistols. He slowly turns, he raises the pistol and points it at you, Dip, and then you can see him physically shaking his arm. Um, and he turns back to the other guy and says something witty, which is, 
I have enough friends, um, and I'd rather reduce the amount of enemies. And then I will charge it in with a spoon, since my pistols aren't loaded. So it's spoons versus spells. It is. Right, we should be able to see all of this area now. Uh, right, so he's done that. It's Earl's go. Go on, in a combat roll then. Uh, have you had to turn this channel? You did. Uh, yes, yeah, did. you did. So it's now Andy. Uh, it's your turn. It wasn't your. T it was just. It, that's when it ex the explosion uh, that, happened. It was no, on that. your turn. So it's your go now. You've got knackered tits and Bracey at the same time as well. Bracey is just run. Bracey's run and reached the barrel. Uh, can you just roll a force? Well, I just quickly roll some damage on Bracey. Right. I, I I just want to get round this corner so I can reload the musket and then dive back round again. Right. Okay. Are you quick loading or are you just going to do a normal load? No, no. I'll quick load. You know the old sort of tap, tap the butt on the floor, yes. get the ball in, round the corner, walla. Lovely. Uh, right, Bracey, you take one shift of damage. Your one stress is already filled, isn't it? Two stress. Two is. All right, so you can just fill the one stress. All right, yep. Your arm's burning some more. You're madly trying to scrape this off. You've dropped your rifle on the floor. Uh, you, you're madly washing your hands in, uh, in weight alcohol to, to rub it off. Uh, yep. And it's burning and burning. I'll uh, carry on doing that because right. I think it's the only thing I can do. Uh, Andy, would you please make a quickness roll of the difficulty of two? Certainly, certainly. Give us a second. There's me. There it is. There you go. Right, you only rolled one, so you don't manage to succeed, unfortunately. Next turn, you'll have to make a roll with a difficulty of zero to, to load right. it. That's uh, fine. So, I've always got me pistol loaded if I'm stuck. That's true. Uh, so that was Andy and Brissy. It's, it's now Dave's turn again. I'll do a quick load. And try and shoot this um, man. Right, go ahead. Wow, look at him, man. He's just like, he's just hoying it in. He's on it tonight. Right. <laughs> Those dice is on fire. Right, okay, give us a shot, Dave. Earl's standing in the way, so. Oh, oh man. He, cur he curves that musket ball straight around his ear. I'll actually lean one side when I hear he's, he slap the... Yeah, you hear the jump <laughs> click as he pulls the trigger back. Uh, Which way do you lean, Earl? <laughs> you lean to one side. Uh, Sanballat looks uh, victorious. He's like, ah, like this look of victory appears on his face. And then a look of a football uh, appears in the middle of his face. And you shoot him dead, Dave. It all goes Huzzah! quiet. It all I goes will. quiet. Other than I will. the vague screaming of, it burns, oh my God, it burns. I will <coughs> bin the spoon around my finger and put it back in a toss. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> and start reloading my pistols. Right, you reload all your pistols. And then I'm going to search our friend. Oh, nice. I reload my pistol as well. Right, everybody reloads. Um, you're moving to the room, presumably. Well, yes. when, 
When I finished Ray Lorden, is there still somebody in the other room wheeling It Burns, It Burns? Um, yeah, you can, you can vaguely hear Bracey, uh, <coughs> Bracey's voice I'll, from the I'll, other room. I'll, I'll wander over and say if I can help. Right, okay, Bracey, uh, give me a clever roll, please. Andy runs over. You can see Bracey's stripped of the waist. He's got all this green goo all over him. Um, and it's burning him like acid. He's, he's busy trying to scrape it off and wash it off with the uh, the right, barrel well, of, of weak alcohol, which I hope nobody's going to drink after all of this. Well, if there's if there's any sort of you know bits of cloth or clothing or whatever knocking about the place, I'll I'll grab one, sort of ball it up, dunk it, dunk it in, and give him a good rub down with it. Right. Uh, he needs another plus one. Because you're plus right. one for helping. So if you can make a clever roll, you can give him an advantage with a difficulty of right. one. <laughs> right. And he does this. He, he whips the uh, thing around and he, he manages to get enough of it off you so that it's just uncomfortable. He looks like he's sunburned all down the side of his face and all down the side of one arm. Thanks, Andy. You're welcome. Right. Anytime. The, the storage cavern. Uh, there were some expensive-looking bolts of silk there on fire. Uh, those casks were full of brandy, Andy. They <laughs> all went bang. Um, the uh, other than that, Earl, uh, the guy carries this uh, intricately carved pipe. And a set of dice, uh, other than the fact uh, that his dress is on fire and what have you. Right, uh, pipe and dice into the bag. But as you can imagine, because there was eight barrels of brandy, sorry, seven barrels of brandy and one barrel of gunpowder, thanks to Andy. Um, You're welcome. Not much left of them. The room is rapidly uh, filling with flame and you beat the haste on the street, retreat out of there. Um, are we going out or are we going in? Right, well, the sounds of the ocean came from the south bit. Yeah, I'll head down them steps and look down. But I will do it carefully. Right, you, you, the cavern opens into a small beach with a rowboat. Um, the, there was a burnt scrap of paper on them as well. Uh, it basically had a, a tide and a date on. Um, and because you had the, the book of the tides, we can work out. Da -da -da -da. Because you have the book of the tides and the scrap of paper, uh, it looks like there's supposed to be some kind of delivery tonight. Oh, we should be smugglers now. Yep. Completely agree with that. Right, uh, Earl, the passage widens to the south uh, and spawns a full camp. There's three small bolts of cloth and five small casks um, <clears throat> that you come past as you come into the beach cave. And uh, the passage leads to a cave that opens directly at the sea. The tide is out of the present and there's a little water in the cave, but there's an obvious high water mark three feet above the floor. 
pulled it with the sloping cave floors a small boat, perhaps large enough for eight people with oars, a strapped down mask and a neatly filled sail. A rope tied to the bow is being held down by a large bowler that serves as the anchor. We've got a boat! Right, I'll head back to where the chaps are. Right. Right, you, you, uh, Dave, are you heading back into the room? Yeah, I want to get. I don't want to be in this cavern when that cask of gunpowder goes off. No, the cask of gunpowder went off. Uh, and, ah, and blew blew up, uh, and then set the bandy on fire and the uh, silk, and basically just everything. It's all fire, all fire, all the time. <laughs> I'll just keep an eye on Earl, make sure he doesn't get into trouble. Right, well, that's a practical impossibility. Right, so you, you, you congregate back in the room. Um, Brissy's stripped to the waist, and it looks like uh, a half-naked Andy in, a in the body of a woman is uh, rubbing him vigorously all over his upper torso. <laughs> I mean, I'm not one to judge. I'm just saying what's happening. You know when we give these bodies back, what happens if the one of them's pregnant? No, I draw the line at that. <laughs> no, it's just a force, though, really, isn't it? If you think about it, you could you could do all sorts of shenanigans to the poor buggers. Do they know we're going to be? Um, it depends. If you are pre-arranged pre to borrow the bodies, then they will know, um, but they will definitely not be expecting it. To come back pregnant, or burned, or with weasel bites, or with new skin. tattoos. Yeah, uh, and it, you are you are the heroes. You know, it's like what have I ever got a tattoo on me in a thigh that says Brissy was a yeah. I'm sure. I, I'm sure I had uh. had hair on both sides of that. Uh, <laughs> right, so Bracey's looking burnt all down one side and there's like a puddle of semi-dissolved green goop all over the floor. Did you have the uh, the um, custard for lunch from the canteen? Because you know what that does to you. I just look at her and go, I'm mildly annoyed. That should tell oh. you all you need to know. Oh, <laughs> So... We can go upstairs and flash in the pirates. They'll come in and make a landing. We can board their ship, disguise as smugglers, and take <coughs> the ship. I don't know why we should do this. Aren't we supposed to be fixing whatever's wrong with this yes. world? What's wrong with this world? You just get an alert that there's like a, a disruption, uh, and these are the coordinates. There's a disruption here. You're not sure why. Well, surely those lion-looking guys are, you know, they shouldn't, they don't look like humans, so they, sh they shouldn't be in this parallel anyway, should they? Yeah. So, so much wrong. Well, there's definitely something up, but do we do we continue just killing people? In general, it... when you've succeeded, uh, shall we say, then they'll pull you back, because obviously the disruption will either uh, diminished in power or... Uh, if you've managed to sail it completely, it'll, it'll dissipate it, so then it'll pull you back. Right. Right. Earl, how long have we got between these guys supposedly turning up and this exact second of time? I will nope. check my chronometer. Right. So you've got a, a steampunk type 
pocket watch, L pulls it out, he gets his piece of paper, he flips open these books and he cross-references it. And he says, it looks like just after nightfall tonight. We uh, can signal them using the signals to bring mm -hmm. to tell the player. And when they land, we can just act like we're the guys, give and like stack some barrels and that up. And then when they get off to load the thing, we'll just overtake, uh, we'll take them out, jump on the boat and sail back to them, looking like we're loading the ship. And then we'll board their ship and fix the ship. And hopefully that'll get us dragged. Then we can leap. Possibly, or they could be dropping somebody off. There could be. In which case, we just execute them. Yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. We, we interrogate them. Then it could be. It, it seems very disruptory. This to me. Yeah. There's a lot of disruptoriness going on. So I think that's how. I, I think that's a plan we're going to go with. Any any other <clears> rock? Nope. Good. Not that. <laughs> we, we should. From the cliffs, can we? Are the, are the cliffs too high to basically get a bead down onto them? Um, no. Or, or it, it, have, we, have we got to be like on the beach for the little core thing? Well, I was going to say, well, flash the lamp probably has to be flashed from the highest point of the building. Well, from the cliff, if you flash it from the cliff, um, it looks like, like I said, the, the house is built on the, the tallest like, yeah. outcrop and things. So if you go to the edge of the cliff and flash from there, it would be safe from miles and miles away. Right. What code do we have? There's the codes are listed a long, short, 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 which is is it safe? And then there's a short, long, 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 which is everything safe. And then there's a long, 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 which is ready to unload, come to the ship. Ah, uh, ready to unload, come to the ship. We must take the boats out to pick the stuff. Right. So we will wait. And then when it gets to about the time we're expecting, we will do the flash, flash, flash. We'll wait for their flash to see if they want right. to know if it's safe. Tell them it's all safe. Then they should tell us to <clears throat> the ship. Then we'll come down, load in the boat, and sail across to the ship. So we should take this time to make as many nasty surprises as possible. We have gunpowder. I will retrace my steps and pick up my weapons, including my pasties. Oh, we have another um, blunderbuss as well. Yes. So we have a we have a montage of making bombs and guns and knives mm -hmm. and pointy sticks yeah. even. Basically, just oh, oh, and oh, oh hang on! Doesn't somebody have the MacGyver thing? That would be Davy. Yeah, Davy. Oh, Davy. Yes, I do. Why? Uh, George, inv invoke your MacGyver thing, and we can get all sorts of weird ass traps and stuff like that. Yep. So that's li literally what you want them to build is weird <coughs> ass traps and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I want I want them to MacGyver. A oh no, Rich, Rich, you know this blunderbuss? You can put all sorts into it. Uh, it's a brown best musket. It's not a blunderbuss. All right. Well, <laughs> you were okay. going to load it with forks and spoons and of stuff. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, MacGyver us up a load of destructive danger. <coughs> Can you MacGyver me a 20mm M163 autocannon? <laughs> if not, don't worry. Right, so you spend some time building traps during the day. Okay. Um, 
I, I'm assuming there's nothing else you want to do. Are you are you sending one person up to do the signalling? Are you all going up? Shall we search the rest of this house as well, just in case? While we're there, I would say you probably don't need to. Okay. Uh, I mean, you it, could. There's other stuff in there, but it's just fighty stuff. To be fair, it's okay. Well, as long it, as there's nothing it's, that's it's, going it's to it's not, not good storytelling. You've covered the major part so far. Right. I just tend to my wounds, and I don't know. Is there anything you can whip up in the alchemy lab to, for like heal potions or med kits or stuff like that? <laughs> <laughs> Dave it's the engineer, you're like, Dave, can you make him push? And he's like, what are you talking about, you absolute <laughs> fucking idiot? <laughs> I mean, I know we're talking skeletons and um, <clears throat> and things. Just a question, does anybody know where you are or what, what's going on? Because Say again? Does anybody know where you are or what's going on? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're in a smuggler's den. Right. I was just wondering if you'd if you'd figured it out, Al. Well, I vaguely think it's um, based on. Oh God. No, it's okay. I've got two options. One is of them good? is a film, and the other one is a role play. Doctor Son. No. Right. So it is now Wh ten twenty-four. Do you want us to keep going? Whiskey galore. Ends mouth. <laughs> Do you want to skip up for a little while? Does I'm, anybody I'm, need to go? I'm happy. I would be happy, happy to, but I kind of have had no sleep today and I'm knackered. Right, okay, well, we'll, we'll finish up. Um, right, so we'll, we'll just say that uh, you pr make your preparations, you hide out on the... Uh, you hide out on the top night falls uh you wait for maybe an hour and then you see uh, a blinking light uh that says it blinks long short 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 i check what that says in the code book that says is it safe i will reply with it is safe you know the yeah short long safe. right so earl holds the wooded blind and goes blink 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 uh and then that takes for a minute or something or so. And then there is long, 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 and which is ready to come aboard, come to the ship. Um, so where you see this light, it looks like it's really far away out into the ocean. But as you're watching, you hear, uh, and what you see, there's a massive shape blots out the, the dark moonlight. Uh, and a, a, a giant airship with a gondola comes sailing in towards you. Oh, God. Uh, and then slowly oh, starts to descend into the ocean. Ah, perfect. And that's where we'll leave it for the night. <laughs> Thank you for listening to an Old Men Play podcast. Music is by Tony Liam and is used with his express permission. This is a Creative Commons licensed podcast. Some rights reserved. 